we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, hosted by MC8 and Big Steel. Every Thursday, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, Gangster Rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. I listen to your show every single day. Breakfast Club? God damn it. The Breakfast Club. Put that ass up on the Breakfast Club. Tell us, baby. can't say Breakfast Club would be because it's with the Breakfast Club. I don't think white people know how popular you guys are. DJ Envy. Charlemagne the God. You, know, you guys really are like the hip-hop early morning, late night talk show. Yeah, I know what y'all talking about. Yo 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 Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Hump day. That's right. Good morning. Two more days till vacation. It's Wednesday. It's Hump Day, and our guest co-host who sleeps. She want to be partying all night. You want to be up all in the video? They said you was at the holiday party last night. I was. Oh, so you were party? Go here. That was at the holiday party. You got your hair done. Go here. I got my hair done last night, and I ain't leave the shop until like one o'clock in the morning. So the swoop was on one side. Now it's on the other side. It's on the other side. 
you gotta okay. like change the leave out because if not, you'll break your hair off. Oh, got you, got you, got you. You don't, you okay. don't know anything about hair. Yeah. So you went to the holiday party. Hair. I got yes. four daughters. I'm talking about yourself. Idiot. I'm talking about for yourself, sir. I ain't talking about me. I'm talking about a young woman's hair. That's why I said I knew the swoop was on one side and now the swoop was on the other side. You ain't even noticed that. Yeah, you did notice I did. that. That's right. That's I did right. notice it because yesterday I could only see that eye, but now I can see both that, eyes. Okay. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, so how was the holiday party? Did you know about the holiday party, Charlamagne? I I don't know I don't know what you're talking about. Well, yesterday was the company holiday party. Yeah, it was the iHeart holiday party. I've been working there 14 years. I don't know about no holiday party. <laughs> it was it was cool. This guy here. So how was it though? It was cool. Just cool. Why the hell was you at the holiday party? You don't work here. <laughs> <laughs> I the was hell? in there. All the, all, <laughs> the black, look, all the black people that like I've never met before kept coming up like, oh my god, hey, I've never met you. It's I like know everybody black. Eight, eight what people? do you do here? I was like, I who barely, told you to go to the I holiday barely, party? I got invited by the staff, by the team. That don't even make no damn sense. Lauren don't even work here. I barely even go here. I kept saying <laughs> I that barely, like, y'all don't even go I barely here. Go, how, how many black people did come up to you? It was like three. I met a girl. I met a girl in um sales. She's fire. Her name is Amani. Never hey, Amani. heard of her. She's new. She's been here two months. Oh, okay. Oh, mm-hmm. salute to Amani. Who else? Oh, hi, Amani. Good morning. Did they play hip hop music? Yeah, they played a little sexy red and um, Uzi. They got it in for us a little bit. Did you record any of the white people saying the N word? That's what we needed. When you go to holiday parties, people get drunk. Make sure you record all the others if they're saying the N word to rap songs. Use that for blackmail. They didn't get later. that lit. Like they okay. didn't get that lit. Oh, like, wasn't it was that lit? Very, it was very controlled. I, that's what I kept saying. It's like y'all are very controlled in here. Mm, My I old mean, job, they be turned. You know, I, I think I might have been to one iHeart holiday party years, 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 years ago. I've I went to two. To. We went to one together. Wait, wait. We did. Yeah, and then I feel like I went to one. We went one together, and then I went one by myself. Yeah, yeah. I've been to two. Out of fifteen years, I've been here. But you know, the way my anxiety is set up, I don't do too much of that type of stuff. I'm not social anxiety. The company culture was great last night. Good. Thanks for having me, guys. Safe environment. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. And you walked in and was like, "Where's your badge? You work here?" That's what I'm saying. Y'all let people just infiltrate parties. I heart. Y'all don't even know who work here and who don't. You don't even work here. I'm like adjacent-ish. She's like, I'm ish working here. Okay. All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. Uh, Partisan Fontaine will be joining us this morning. And Party. All, and all of you people, I, you know, I, I was looking at some comments yesterday on the Breakfast Club page, uh, and people were like, yo, why y'all got Partisan Fontaine up there? Number one, because he's an artist. He has a project uh, out sex called tape. Sex Tape. And this isn't Partisan Fontaine's first time nah. on the Breakfast Club. I know a lot of y'all might have discovered him. You know, because he was dating Megan The Stallion, but not only has Partisan Fontaine been a guest on the Breakfast Club, me and Part- Partisan did a one-on-one conversation with me on Brilliant Idiots. I've been listening to Partisan Fontaine forever. It's like before he was even signed. Well, had, yeah, Party's we, a friend to the room before yes. he was signed. He party what third time, yeah, fourth time. Like, up here? Y'all got yeah. him up here because of what he said no. about Megan The Stallion. No, you got him up here because he got a project out. People just and he don't stupid. never put no music out, and no. I be on his ass about not putting music out. And you know, yes, that's why he's here. Yeah, Partisan has been here a couple times. He's mm-hmm. a friend to the room, and he People has a good project. Are miserable. Out. Yes, they are, mm-hmm. and they think they know what they be talking about, but they have no idea. No. All right, none and, whatsoever. And also, uh, former Senator Nina Turner will be joining us this morning as well. That's right. Which I want to say this is our first time up here too. <laughs> we only have her up here because it's election season. Okay. Yeah, yeah. She's, Cut it out. She's been up here before as well. That's right. Uh, she's uh, got a new initiative too. Uh, we are somebody.org. Yep. That she's going to be talking about. Okay. All right. Well, uh, we got a couple of birthdays, all right? You got Taylor Swift joining today. It's Taylor's birthday. I know we're not about to play no Taylor Swift on no um No, we ain't got club. I was just joking. I we want ain't to gonna jump out the window and go that far. You was covering her for like three weeks. You was a Swifty, remember? I don't know why you telling that lie. You came in here and said Taylor Swift was the best thing that happened to the NFL. Now you don't remember? 
That never happened, Lauren. You, These did. people heard you. These people heard you say that you love no. her white god. No. You Damn. said that. You, you said, said that. that term you so said fast. You, you said I Travis Kelsey was, was a Nubian so white king. Oh, don't nobody care about that. You said that. Travis Kelsey was a Nubian white king. You came king. here and said. You said you want to have little Barack Obama's best, with Travis Kelsey. The best. You said you want to have his little J. Coles. You said you want to have Travis Kelsey's little J. Coles. That's what you said. Look, Lauren, one thing I'm going to teach you. Never go to battle with a Unabomber. He don't care. He's just gonna go. Just leave. Just let it go. Just, just let it go. Sometimes, just let shake it off. Envy. Just shake it off. Shake it off. <laughs> just shake it off. Like your God, Taylor Swift tells you to do. Shake it off. Okay. All right. Front page news is next. Tesla Figaro. Oh my god. I'm tired today. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Here we go. Thought I was in the club for a minute. No, I'm like. I was in the club for a second. Wait, about to drop? Here we go. You play this positive ass record in the club? Sure do. It's a dope record. Mm. <laughs> this one, like people first getting there, coat check? Nah, they like this record. I don't play it in the strip club. Listen, but they not like what this I want to hear. I would I not want to hear all my life in the club. This. I like all my life. I love that record, but that's not a club record. That yes, would make is. me put my hookah down. I'm telling you. Start <laughs> contemplating life. Nobody <laughs> want to hear that when you drunk, drunk on drugs. Well, sir, you're not in the club anymore, sir. What's the last time you've been in the club? I'm in the club, and I don't know that. Well, you're in Delaware. It's a little different. No, come on now. But let's get into some front page news. Lauren Rose is here, ladies and gentlemen. What up, Tez? Good morning, DJ. Good morning, Lauren. Good morning, Charlemagne the God. Good morning. All right, let's start with Biden. Biden is giving away more money. Yes, he is. Uh, cashed out again. So again, so far, 100 billion, over 100 billion has been sent to Ukraine thus far. And yesterday, President Biden announced another 200 million in pre-approved aid for Ukraine after President Zelensky's marathon of meeting in Washington. Take a listen. I want to give you some more information on the other side. Tonight, with the war raging and a brutal winter fast approaching, Ukrainian President Zelensky is making an urgent plea to Congress and President Biden. In Ukraine, we are fighting for our country and freedom. The U.S. has already sent $111 billion in military and humanitarian aid to Ukraine since Russia's invasion began. But that money's running out. The Biden administration has been urging Congress to approve a new $106 billion package that includes roughly $60 billion for Ukraine, as well as support for Israel and money to strengthen the U.S.-Mexico border. Well, Merry Christmas, Ukraine. That's crazy. And, and, and Christmas, a Happy New Year. We just find now, this money. Now, some Republicans want to overhaul immigration policies at the southern border before they sign off on this new money for Ukraine. Take a listen to what Republicans are saying about this. Our first condition on any national security supplemental spending package is about our own national security first. The border is an absolute catastrophe, and this is because of the policies of this White House and this administration. How much you now, they now? How much money they got? So far, it's been over one hundred billion, and so Jesus Republicans Christ. are saying. Yeah, they're saying they want to audit for the money that's already been spent. Um, they also want to know the strategy on winning the war. If they're going to keep funding it, they want to know strategy on that. Now, they doubt this will be approved before this week, um, you know, before they go on holiday break. So this debate will continue in January. A hundred billion dollars. How much does it cost to take care of your ops? Right. I got some young homies, you know, who will pull up in bubble coats and push shiesty math and handle that for way less. All right, <laughs> drop them off right in Ukraine. They will get popped off the earth. <laughs> messing with them, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of with Charlemagne. Like, how 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 much does it take to to knock off your ops? A hundred billion dollars? Then we so, doing something so wrong. We doing something mm -hmm. wrong. Then that's too much money. And then people always complaining about what we don't have when we talk about healthcare, or we talking about education, or we talking about all these things that the America doesn't have. Homelessness. It's yeah. it's crazy. What's frustrating me is this is a. I mean, like. 
people from Republican, Democrat, everybody's like, hey, that's a lot of money. And I don't like the talking point that if you disagree with that, you must be a right wing conservative. You know, that's just not true. You know, people just everyday Americans, I think all agree, you know, that there could be much more that could be done at home. And I don't think that's fair because I know President Biden mentioned that yesterday that um, Republicans don't want to see this money go because it helps Russia. And, and I get the politics of it all. But the everyday average American is looking at what they don't have. They're looking right. at how they're not feeling, you know, uh, this alleged good economy. And so, yeah, they feel a way about a hundred, a hundred billion going to another country. Yeah. And I think that's a fair assessment. That's a very fair assessment. How do you look American people in the eye and tell them you can't afford to wipe out their student debt, their student debt? You can't afford healthcare. universal health care, but you got an unlimited dollar amount for war. Mm-hmm. How does that help his approval hey. rating? That has to mm-hmm. sink his approval rating even more. Mm-hmm. Or what did Pac say, Charlemagne? They got money for war, but can't feed the poor. That's right. I don't know. Maybe he's getting votes from Ukraine. I don't know. Maybe Ukraine <laughs> voting in the next election. I, I don't, somebody I, I said. Don't somebody said he must got a sex tape or something on Joe Biden because <laughs> that, that he just keep he able to just get an unlimited amount of money. You know, with with no questions asked. So we'll see. Congress still has to approve it. You know, just for clarity, Republicans are pretty. You know. Cl- clear on what they what they want to stop so so we'll see they're more they're worried about their walls so. that would be crazy if a, a video came out of joe biden sniffing <laughs> Zelensky's hair now right. he's like oh now we get it <laughs> now we understand you said a joe biden sex tape i threw up in my mouth like yeah they just, they just people in the comments are just trying to figure out they're trying to make the math math they like yeah, we have a sex it. tape you know like like what's going yeah, on you know Zelensky need to get on TikTok, need to start a business or something, because they they said we just ain't got it. That's what the average American's saying. Mm. All right. Well, that is front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open. Again, 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, And every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. 
It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and socio-political factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately eleven million dollars. Nearly ten million dollars was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, season five, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is your time to get it off your chest. Keep calling. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hey, Mike, what's up? Well, uh, this is Uber Mike, Breakfast Club. Good morning to y'all. Uber Mike, what's up? Get it off your chest, brother. I got, I, how y'all doing? First, I wanted to say I want to thank y'all for 14 years of hard service. You guys have inspired me to start a podcast, an Uber driver. 
It's called More Than Just a Driver on Spotify. That'd be dope. Refu- it'd no, be dope no, if no, you could no, actually do the interview no, in the car no, with people. Yes, no, it would be dope. I refuse. While he's driving to be around, he's talking that. to people, and the camera's filming him while he's driving around. That'd be dope. I don't want to. Ins- I don't want to inspire people in that way. Why? I want to inspire you to go to therapy. You know what I'm saying? I want to inspire you to oh. you know do some things, but not just podcast. Charlamagne missing a point. There's a lot of stories out here, Charlamagne. I have a, we have up to forty thousand rides, man. So we got stuff to talk about. So it's like taxi cab confessions. I love it. No, so it's everything. It's stories, what people have gone through. It's a whole bunch of things, man. <laughs> we you, got literally the eyes and yes. ears of the streets. Are man. you making these people sign waivers that they agree no, to no, be on No, no, no. We're not interviewing people. We're talking to insurance agents, the, the ports, you know, the ports that have the insurance when you're driving. A whole bunch of things that people are missing. And then uh, your ratings as a passenger, why sometimes it takes you a long time to get a ride, all those things. Yeah, but are you making these people sign waivers? Are they allowing you we're, to... I'm not interviewing people. I'm in. I'm, I'm not interviewing people. I'm confused. We're having. We're just. You you're confused? Yeah. What, so what are you doing? If you're not interviewing people? Oh, we're talking about like insurance. We're talking about what drivers go through. You, you know what drive. What so he's we not do, calling an interview. We, he's calling uh, a conversation. So you are you talking? Yes. Are you are you talking to these people? Sir? Yes. Yes. No, we're not talking to people, Charlemagne. We are talking to us, like fellow drivers. Oh, the oh, drivers are talking, talking amongst each, each other. other. Okay. Yes. Yes. And last thing, I'm, before I go, I want to wish you guys a happy holidays. Thank you, uh, sir. And then, whoever you guys meet, your third person or whatever, they have to pass the slander the Breakfast Club segment. That's impossible. Is that? <laughs> How is no. that impossible, Charlemagne? I think anybody up here can slander the Breakfast Club yeah, pretty it's, easy. It's impossible. They, that, I, it's impossible. What's that? No, I'm just saying, whoever y'all... Look at Lauren. like, what's that? She's ready for that. Would you like to find out, Lauren? No, I don't... Anything you smile about, I don't want to be invited to. Anybody want to do this? So we had a... a, a I trust a, you, MB. We had a top, we had a, a segment called Slander the Breakfast Club where people can call up and slander the Breakfast Club. Say whatever, whatever they don't like, they don't about, like about the Breakfast Club, they can do it. I used to do that at my old job. So they would have to call up and be able to slander you and you'd have to be able to take it. We used to call it hate mail. Okay, that's like a... Well, nope. you, the way you laughed about it. That Breakfast Club audience is different. Yeah, that yeah, Breakfast Club audience. I know. I, okay. they, it's, it happened, it's in the comments. Okay. There's dip, no, they're different. They're different. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Charlamagne, Lindsay, what up? Are we live? This is your time to get it off your chest. I got an indoor pool, an outdoor pool. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. We can get on the phone right now here and tell you what it is. We live? Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Tracy. Hey, Tracy, good morning. Get it off your chest, mama. Good morning. I don't have anything to get off my chest. I just wanted to say I love The Breakfast Club and good morning. Oh, thank you. We love appreciate you, back, you so much. Thank you. Have a good day. Hello, who's this? Damn, it's Morgan. Hey, Morgan, get it off your chest. Man, last night at work. I work at a hotel, and they had a um, conference for flat earth people. Now, real <laughs> quick, I was in the military for 10 years, 2004 to 2014. Drove submarines for the Navy. I want everybody that's listening to me to hear me clear. The world is not flat. I've been around the world six times. I never fell off once. Also, space is real. I've seen Tomahawk missiles go into space, go around the world, come back down. Also... We're sending $100 billion overseas because of strategic tactics. We cannot let them take over certain plant uh, areas. But if they do, in the long term, it's going to affect America. So I know it sucks, and I wish I had an answer for homeless people. And why are we always spending all that money? But we got to protect overseas because if they get that oil, they get that gas, it's a wrap. I just want to, man, the word, the word they flat, man. Just stop it. Stop it. 
Yeah, you're not wrong about nothing you said, and it's a Thank damn you, shame that those things had to be said. It's a damn shame that in 2023, almost 2024, you have to tell people that the world is not flat. Have you ever had a conversation with a flat earth person in real life? I don't talk to flat earth niggas. It's like so serious what they believe. Mm-mm, I don't talk. I got a couple of flat earth niggas in my life who I love genuinely <laughs> and dearly. You know what I'm saying? And I don't I don't judge them for what they believe, but I, if they weren't my family, I wouldn't talk to them. I don't talk to flat earth <laughs> Hello, who's this? Hello. Hey. Who's this? Good morning, Kia. Hey, Kia, get it off your chest. Um, so I just felt like I needed to release this. Like, um, I moved down here to Atlanta in January, relocated from Philly to start my catering business or to expand my catering business because it was kind of booming a little bit in Philly. And I just felt like since me, my spouse, and my youngest son came down here, it has been a struggle. I feel like we've been here with everything under the sun. Um, my mother-in-law was dropped off to us one weekend for a visit. She's been there since July. It's been really, really difficult. Um, and I deal with mental health. I had my first mental breakdown a couple weeks ago. So it's just really hard. But I feel like things are slowly starting to turn around. Yeah, just needed what to release it. What are you doing in regards to your mental health, Queen? You got a therapist? You got somebody to talk to? Yeah, so I had, um, I don't have anybody down here, but I had um, a situation because I've been suicidal too, um, and I ended up going to a a behavioral health therapist. It was like for like three months straight, Monday through Friday from eight to five, like it was a full-time job. Um, So what ended up happening was because I still had that paperwork and a binder on the, um, what to do when I had those episodes where I felt overwhelmed or stressed, they give me um, steps to take, and that helped a lot. Well, that's the most important thing. That's what I'm happy to hear about. I'm happy to hear that you are, yeah. you know, doing taking the steps necessary to, to keep your mental health together, because that's the most important thing. Everything else will fall into place, but if you lose, yeah. if you lose that, you lose it all. Yeah, and that's what I had to tell myself. It was a reality check. So it was a feeling I never want to feel again. So, Absolutely. yeah. All right, love yeah. queen. Uh, thank you so much. Have a good and, uh, one. You know, everybody protect yourself <laughs> during the holiday season, man. You know, holiday depression is very, 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 very real. So, if you know, you're a person, you know, who deals with bouts of depression. You're going to probably feel those waves throughout the holidays, man. So, just do what you can to protect your peace during the holiday season. There you go. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. We got rumors on the way, Lauren? Yes, we do. We are going to be um, saying a rest in peace to Andre Breyer, um, amongst some other stuff. Wu-Tang has a Las Vegas residency as well, so we got some good stuff coming. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Happy holidays. Lauren LaRose is here, our guest co-host. And uh, reminding you guys that when you see the elves, the elves move every day. That we're talking about the elves on the shelf. And if you don't know, elves on the shelf are little elves that Santa sends out, and he uh, Santa's watches. Not real. He watches your kids and, and makes sure that Why your kids are you? doing what's Why right. Would I Lauren, tell the truth, Lauren. Lauren. Why would Lauren, I tell the truth? For all the kids that are listening, please don't listen to the Grinch. There's not parents. Parents don't lie so, about so, the majority of parents don't lie to their kids anymore about Santa Claus. Times are too hard. So yes, to so be giving credit to a fat white man. The elves in the show. <laughs> okay. My Santa was black. Yes. Yeah, so uh, good morning to all the parents <laughs> out there, and happy holidays. And hopefully Santa brings you everything you want. Let's get to the rumors. That, that, that right there. Lauren the Rosa. I've been here for a little bit. I've been here for a minute. Move back away. Tell me. This is the rumor report. I think a lot of people will recognize the voice and the name. Here we, here we go. 
on The Breakfast Club. Lauren came in hot. You know, Didn't well, she, right? I, I came in telling the truth. <laughs> There's nothing more cruel than telling a bunch of porn disenfranchised kids right out of listen. Santa will bring you everything you want. And then you write out the list and don't get nothing you want. Go ahead, Lauren. Mm, 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 mm. Don't do it. Just go ahead. Okay. Mm, it's a scam. Santa Claus is a scam. Go ahead, Andre Lauren. Andre here. So <laughs> we are Keep pushing it. We I are... said, go ahead, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren, just just go. Don't just ignore me. <laughs> How do you do this? He's crum- For 14 years, demon time what is, is a person. Is, is it Crumptus? He's Crumptus. He's I the Grinch. Like... Just, just go. Just go. He, remember, he grew up seven-day Adventist. Just go. <laughs> Oh, no, I well, didn't. Jehovah Witness. Oh, my bad. Yeah, you have no attachment to holidays anyway, so. I keep lying to people, though, but that's, continue. Go that's ahead. where your Grinchness comes from. Um, so, Andre Brouwer, famous for his work on uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine and uh, Homicide Life on the Streets, passed away. He died on Monday due to a brief illness. Um, his rep put out a statement. A lot of people just came out and, you know, were just talking about how great of an actor he was, how prominent some of his roles were. So sad to see him go, but he definitely had a really, really big career. I feel like a lot of people didn't talk about him enough, honestly, but he had a really big career. So all of the shout outs were pouring out online with people sending their well wishes to his family mm-hmm. and just saying rest in peace. Rest, rest in peace to that brother, peace. man. Yes. 61 is uh, way too young to go, mm-hmm. but rest in peace to that brother. It is. It is. Um, now, moving on, Wu-Tang announced that they are going to be doing a Las Vegas residency um, during the time of the Super Bowl. Y'all excited? Come on, man. Wu-Tang for That's life. What are you talking about? Wu-Tang forever. But is I don't know it all members, would... though? All members will be there? And, and how many days a week? Because you got Meth, who, who's acting. So I don't know if he can be there all the time. Riz is doing so much. Is, is it going to be all members of I'm Wu-Tang? I'm sure that if they're doing a Las Vegas residency, that uh, whoever paid for that Las Vegas residency paid for Wu-Tang. I'm sure those brothers are putting that time aside That's to go do that residency. Cause yeah. Because it's only for a couple of weekends. Yeah, so so the way that they're going to do it is it's going to happen Super Bowl weekend, so mm-hmm. they'll be performing February 9th and 10th, and then they'll be returning for a weekend during uh, March Madness. And a lot of times with the Vegas residencies, they do it this way. It's kind of like a like a, a, test. a test to see right. if it'll work. But I feel like Las Vegas residencies are are it's like it's like such a goal to have as an artist. So I love to see Wu Tang there now. I think that'll be dope. I mean. Super Bowl well, know, weekend you, you in know, Vegas is going to be difficult because people it's so much to do that weekend but I would definitely go see Wu-Tang the perception, oh, yes. the perception of Las Vegas residencies has changed over the years because there Correct. was a time when people thought if you had a Las Vegas residency washed. you were washed up that's why that clip of Usher from 20 years ago when the guy is telling Usher please promise me you'll never do a Las Vegas residency because the perception mm-hmm. of Las Vegas residencies used to be like once you get to Vegas that's right. it's over for you but that is not the case not anymore no nah, not at all it's actually because there's so many artists that speak out about how like with Usher he talks about how he gets to he gets to like actually meet, not meet, but like mm-hmm. be more intimate with his fans, from, fans from all over. Because you're in mm-hmm. one place, so they can come and see you. They don't got to run behind you. And since we're talking about what the uncles and aunties love, not only does Wu Tang have a residency, Jodeci has yeah, a I heard, Las Vegas I that residency too. starting in March. Yeah, Jodeci and New Edition has a Las Vegas residency this year. Mm-hmm. Needless to say, I'll be spending a lot of time in Vegas. Yeah, we both. <laughs> yeah, but I love it too, and I think Usher opened that up for a lot of these artists, giving them a shot and giving them a chance. Him selling out every night. Yeah, and people seeing how successful it was. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Even though Usher Usher is a, a, a different. Let's be clear, Usher is a different level because Usher was mainstream, big superstar, way before. Yeah, so that's different. But so is New Edition. But all of those guys can do it. Yeah, all, so of those, all of those guys can sell out. Yeah, absolutely. Hundred percent. Yeah. So is New Edition. Though. New Edition is sold out arenas, but on their own. Arenas? Yes. They had a whole tour. They had a whole Remember tour. Remember Bobby Brown to sit out the last couple dates? Yes. Those are arenas? Yes. People, the, 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 those acts yes. from that time. No, when those I those are arenas. The, 
They did like the Barclays. They did the Garden. Those arenas. They didn't do outdoor arenas like Ed Sheeran and Beyonce, but they still mm. did arenas. I don't know. New Edition's big, though. But Usher was a different level. Usher sold 10 million records, bro. One album. <laughs> like, like knocking it <laughs> off. Stop. You know what I mean? You can get my Googles on. Yeah, I don't know why you got to Google that. You I, be I, telling I, I, me... I, I love New Edition, but they, they Usher was a different level. Come you be now. telling Stop. me not to do it with him, and then you do it. I just don't even know why we're even having this conversation. I love New Edition. New Edition is cultural icons. Mm -hmm. But us is a different level. Come on, stop. It's not even even something to Google. Stop. Touche. You Googled it and you saw it was right. I just, I just, yeah. I just, all I did was Google the new edition and it says so over more than 20 million. I was like, I, I don't even know why we're doing this. All right, stop. you're stop. right. I said you was stop. right. That's your problem. When I say you're right, just stop. I, I said touche. I, I don't need you to say I'm right, especially when I know it. See? Well, that Wu Tang uh, uh, Vegas residency will be at the Virgin Hotel Theater. So make sure y'all go out, get your tickets, support them. It is important to support them for sure. So we can see more of this. Mm hmm. I'm going to go to that. Damn, and I, you ain't gonna know no words. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Envy, where are we going? I just want to tell you, I just, just, just people. Usher has sold more than 23 million you albums in the ba- United States alone, and over 65 million albums worldwide. You did. He didn't need the. I'm just the telling big people because people are listening. He and, bigs up himself enough. And New Edition has sold over 20 million records worldwide. I think I should have done more than that, but I I, I, I digress. I should got nine number one. I hits said two. you won. Oh, okay. You this guy's a problem. I know. I know. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. When we come back, we got front page news. Teslin Figaro will be joining us, and then party party Fontaine will be joining us. His EP sex tape is out right now. So I did eighty million records worldwide, but never mind. Don't worry about it. I just want to throw that out there. Nothing. Do you get like this close to every I'm just holiday? Just he's one of the grumpy. biggest selling music artists of all time. I'm just putting that out there. We but continue. But continue. Let's go to commercial. How many times you got to tell him that? He was right. He said 20 million. That was a thing. Go to commercial. <laughs> it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Laura LaRosa is here. And let's get in some front page news. And let me salute to uh, our sister, Teslin Figaro. This is uh, nine months she's been doing the Breakfast Club consistently. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Every day. Even when you're Even on, on vacation. When you're That's on, right. When you're on a boat. On the That's cruise right. Ship, you did it, so we appreciate you. And I love the sexy red, red hair. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't associate yeah. me with sexy red. <laughs> sexy red, red hair. Well, let's get in some front page news. Now, let's talk about this CNN town hall. Yes, thank you so much, Envy. Good morning, everybody. Uh, last night, CNN hosted a town hall with Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. I like town halls because it gives you an opportunity to really kind of get into the policy. You know, when there's debates, it's more arguing back and forth, but uh, they did get a chance to go over some policies. And I'm going to give you a couple of highlights from it. Now, he started off talking about how Florida was the number one economy in America. Uh, let's take a listen. If you look at what we've done in Florida, our economy is ranked number one of all 50 states. Uh, We've boomed like we've never had, even in the face of all the inflation and the interest rates, which we have to obviously struggle with, too. uh, But our unemployment rate is 60 percent lower than states like California, which are peer states. I'd also say this. I think the first three years of the Trump administration, the economy is better than it has been. But that last year with covid, I think, was mishandled dramatically. Shutting down the country was a huge mistake. He was asked if all of his opponents should get together and go against Trump. One of the uh, voters stood up and said, hey, why don't you guys just all come together, uh, support everybody to bring down Trump? This is what he's had to say with his answer. I'm the only one running that can beat Trump one on one. Why? 
because the other candidates cannot get enough support from core Republicans and con traditional conservatives to be able to go. You can't just win with a slice of the party. you got to have broad support. Uh, we'll be able to do that going forward. Now, he was also asked about sending money to Ukraine. We talked about it in the first hour, you know, how a lot of folks feel a way about that. And he wanted to point out how important uh, the border crisis is. Take a listen to that. From a national security perspective, that open border threatens our country. We have people from all over the world that have gone in there. And so I think what these Republicans are saying is, let's get this done. And Biden's going to have to compromise on that. And he's not willing to do it. Look, as president, I'll do the border on day one. Day one, we're going to declare it a national emergency. I'm sending the military to the southern border. We're going to stop the invasion. When people are here illegally, they have to be sent back. I should be more interested in the town halls that, uh, you know, these networks are doing because I see that CNN did Ron DeSantis saying they're about to do a Bavik Ramaswamy next. But I just don't be caring because I know that neither, none of these people stand a chance in hell of being the, the Republican nominee. I would watch Nikki Haley's town hall. I think she already did one, though. Yeah. Well, I think I think it's good for me. You know, I, I want people to understand, like, the power that governors have. Um, but I know, you know, I, I definitely hear your point, Charlemagne. But just even outside of that, like how how a lot of people just don't understand how state government works. So I think it's a it's a good you know opportunity for people to learn. But you're right, it's probably no chance in hell on beating Donald Trump. But good information. I did want to point this last one out on. He pointed out the difference between him and Donald Trump on abortion. Take a listen to that. One thing in this race that I think is important to point out is Donald Trump flip flopping on the right to life. So if you look in in January of 2020 when he was president, he stood in the March for Life, and he gave a speech. And if you read that speech, he said that all life is a gift from God. He compared the unborn child in the mother's womb to uh, being the image of God. He said it was important that we had uh, protections in law. And that's what he was saying in January of 2020. Now, he has attacked states that have enacted protections uh, like heartbeat bills as being a terrible, terrible thing. So how do you square that March for Life speech with now trashing states that have advanced protections that he claimed to cover? Was he not being honest in January of 2020? Who was he talking about? Donald Trump. Oh, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. So he disagrees. He says he has a chance to win Iowa. He's visited every single county in Iowa. The caucus is coming up January 15th. He said the voters decide, not the polls. Hey, Ron. I'm not even gambling. I'm not even a gambling man. And I bet you don't win Iowa. That ain't happening for you, buddy. No. Okay? I, I am going to watch um, Vivek Ramaswamy tonight, though. But the reason I want to watch that is because uh, Abby Phillips is moderating. So, you know, that, mm -hmm. should, be, that, that should be interesting. Shout out to Abby. So, yeah, so that yeah, comes again on tonight. Abby, I'm, I'm, pretty sure, uh, Abby, I'm pretty sure Abby going to press Vivek about some things. So, even though she's fair, but I think, I, I think that'll be interesting. All yeah. right. Well, right. that is front page news. Thank you, Tiz. And make sure Thank you follow Teslin Figaro on all social media platforms and subscribe to Teslin Figaro's podcast, the Scray Shot No Chaser podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network. All right. Now, when we come back, Party will be joining us. All right, Partisan Fontaine. So don't move his album or EP, I should say. Sex Tape is out right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. 
Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure... It kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts danielle moody here host of the woke af daily podcast we've been with iheart's outspoken network for a year and what a year it has been Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. 
Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and socio-political factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. Everybody, it's DJ MV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Lauren LaRosa, our special guest host, is here. And we got a special guest in the building. My good brother, Partisan Fontaine. Party's here, party. Thank y'all for having me. It's good to be back. How you feeling this morning, man? You put out sex tape? Yeah. I'm always on you about putting music out. You you never do. You finally give us this, I guess you call it an EP sex tape. Yeah. And it feels like at least the first half of it is about you being brokenhearted. It feels like that. So I feel what, what what inspired that? Um, it's really like a it's a bunch of records that I've made over time. You know what I'm saying, and just put together. That was our whole process mm-hmm. of of just wanting to get something out. And I've been trying to perfect it and waiting for the right time and all of this. So we kind of was like, yo, this is what we got. We going with this. Um, timing is just a God's thing, I guess. You know what I'm saying? But I don't believe that these songs were just songs you had sitting around. Um, Show me love you've been sitting on. I, I had that for. I got I got a video for it. So um. I can show you the dates of the video, but like I said, these are all things I've I've felt at a, at a time. So they are real songs and they are real to me. How are you doing though? How, how are you doing, brother? Um, I feel like you know what I'm saying I'm I'm uh I'm happy to be in a space where I am releasing music. You know what I'm saying, being creative and and just putting myself out to the world again. Why is that? Why are you afraid to put out music? Because you um, are a very dope artist. I've been rocking with Party for a long time before you even had a deal or anything. Why are you afraid to put out music? I, yo, I don't I don't know exactly. What I can attribute it to, um, I don't know if I say afraid, but it's just like I, I'm a I'm a bit of a perfectionist, you know what I'm saying? I uh I, I I like to tweak and care. Even even this project right now, like we at the uh we at the 11th hour, and I'm still making changes and whatnot. You know what I mean? Like that's just that's just part of my uh my process. But uh I, I had to really force myself to do it. I'm an overthinker of a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I've been uh I've been the uh, receiver of scrutiny on se- se- several things. So I'm like. I'm I feel like, like you were less gun shy before you had a deal. Absolutely, I had nothing to lose. Yeah, you know he had, had to, to put it out. I had He's to, trying I to get a deal. To, I had to get out the hood. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I gotta, I gotta make something. And this was just me expressing myself. You know what I'm saying? And now it's like, um, at this level, expressing yourself can get you uh, ridiculed. Can get you. You know what I'm saying? Or I say that. You know what I mean? So it's a little, it's a little different of a creative process sometimes. Does this make it difficult for you? Because, you know, you, you've released projects before, and and usually when you do interview, is is in this in this album, you're more emotional. You're talking about feelings. So, is it difficult yeah. for you to do interviews now and to talk about feelings, especially where you came from and how you came up in this industry? 
Um, I'm I'm happy that uh, I'm happy that I'm having to get comfortable with it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's definitely a, a thing that's new to me. Expressing vulnerability, how I'm really feeling. You know what I'm saying? I mm-hmm. I like to play quiet. Like you know what I'm saying? I don't share too much of my personal life, even on social media. Like you know what I mean? I don't do I don't do too much. I don't even promote my own shit a lot of the time. You know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I just like yo, here go the music. Y'all tell me what y'all think. You know what I mean? But but I'm trying to get comfortable with uh. We're just being more out there and expressing myself and telling people how I feel. And is it imposter syndrome? Because you know the first project that put me on to you was not supposed to, not supposed to be, not here. supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. That's tough. That's what so, out there. So, so what did that title mean then, and what what does it mean to you now when you hear that? I still, I still, I still think it stands the same. You know what I mean? At that time in, in my life, not supposed to be here. I was in the hood. I felt like I was so talented. You know what I mean? I'm like, yo, there's no way. All this talent, all this music, all this drive, I'm supposed to be in the hood. And I felt like it rang true, not just for me, but for everybody that was in Newburgh. Like, you know what I'm saying? And in that area of upstate New York, I felt like, yo, I know that's nice at ball that's not getting that same look. You know what I'm saying? I know other that can do this and that and the third, and we just wasn't getting our look. So I just felt like there was no way I was supposed to be stuck in that position. So that was the name of it. And, and you was right then, but I'm talking about like even now. Do you feel like you're not supposed to be here? Is there some type of an um, syndrome? You done made a lot of money writing for people, stuff like that? I feel like I am supposed to be here, but I feel like I'm not one that always boasts myself up. Like, I did this, I did that. I did, you know what I'm saying? So I'm always been the person of a, let somebody else do it. Like, you know, like, let them tell your accolades. Let them like, yo, nah, you come up here. You know what I mean? Like, so I've, I've never been one to like, just boast myself to the forefront or, or, or take that. So I guess if that's in that imposter syndrome, Lane, maybe. But you got a lot of plaques. You wrote a lot. A lot of plaques. Yeah. Yo, that's why I'm back. Just pop my shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's like, if not, who gonna pop shit for you? But mm-hmm. you, you know what I'm saying? So it's like now, just being more true to myself, it's like, damn, did accomplish a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and now I feel the need to, because now I see people act like, I don't got this shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? We never did this. We never did it. I'm out here. I've been out here. I'm, I'm great at what I do. You know what I'm saying? I do it well. So I feel like now's the time I really got to just show that and talk you, about you it. You wrote all the hits. I remember when Party posted, uh, Be Careful before we heard Cardi on it. Yeah, yeah. So well, he, him he was rapping on these verses yeah, yeah, yeah. sounding crazy. First off, she heard the song and she's like, I need this. You know what I'm saying? I need, I'm, I'm taking this. Mm-hmm. And she did her thing to it, flipped it around, all of that. But, um, at the time that song was, I'm like writing it from, the perspective of a girl for me and my verse was gonna be like my response but you know she took it and made it like multi-million dollar hit but it's you- crazy cause as as a as a woman who's listening to your music a lot of times I feel like I hear you telling like women I'm a gem don't lose me I'm here for you but in real life you're saying that you don't even feel that way about a lot of your accomplishments like why how do, is it like a whole different person when you're the artist party versus in person Tell your side of the story. You get to be yourself. You know what I'm saying, and they, and put out to the universe what you what you need to. Right. Like, and I'm like I'm a person that likes to let my uh my work speak for myself. You know what I'm saying, speak for itself. Um, so if I'm braggadocious in music, I get to be chilling person. You know what I'm saying. Y'all, y'all know what I'm. I was gonna ask, do you want to be an artist or do you prefer to write no, behind the scenes? No, listen, I've never ever. I told this before. I've never ever intended to be. A writer Like you know what I'm saying And I, I don't consider myself A writer to this day Like I've really just Helped out people I've, I like Or people that I'm friends with You know what I'm saying It's not like I'm in the studio With people all day Cooking up records Like yo this is for a subject. That's not me I'm making music For myself most of the time And if there's somebody That I respect Or, I, or somebody that just Wants my taste My opinion on something I feel like that's more Uh the lane it is is like nah this got good taste his beat selection is impeccable he's witty you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying so people want that around when they creating this so um 
I'll be happy to help when it's when it's somebody I like. I remember being uh being somewhere with Kanye and Kanye was like, Man, man, yo, man, that Cardi line, man, when she said, uh, I'm about to I'm about to run out of Gucci. I'm I, too many hangers. Some, I oh, forgot yeah, what the line was the line. Um I gotta stay out of Gucci. I'm finna run out of hand. Yeah, and he, he was like, "Yo, I need to work with Party." I ain't even. I thought he was talking about Party next door. It didn't <laughs> dawn on me he was talking about Party. <laughs> that's your man. You see how your man does you? But he like he like he at this time he like I know that nigga. You know that nigga. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, so you ended up in Wisconsin. Absolutely, yeah. Writing for Kanye then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We put some together out there too. So Kanye, Cardi, who else? Um, Beyonce. Oh, you wrote uh, Beyonce? Yeah, I didn't know that yeah, one. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like that's what I mean. So it's like when people be like you're a writer, and, and I say I don't don't just be out here just writing for anybody. It's like look who I look who I work with. Type yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like I'm not about to just be out here just on the Renaissance album. Oh uh, no, no 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 something else. Uh, but um, have they come out? Anytime, anytime. He's like you asking too many questions, yeah, my bro, nigga. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, no, bro, you anytime you could, anytime uh, you get to work with Beyonce, you know what I'm saying? I, I love that opportunity. I was so glad that she even you know considered my taste. Wow. And in in my opinion on putting something together, so how did that call come in? Oh, hey, uh, Beyonce wants to do something. You got any ideas for this? Who called your phone, bro? Was it Hove? Was it B? Was nah, it? it? And it was one of those things where I'm like, yeah, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, whatever. Like, stop playing on my phone. Yeah, bro. You know what I mean? But then I heard the instrument. I'm like, nah, this could be something. This this is probably going. This is probably going uh materialize into something. Do you so drop I, everything and run right to the studio? I, I think I did. You know what I'm saying? I was in the crib. I was in the crib and when I got the call, so I did. I started it right away. Are you allowed oh, to talk shit. about this? What? What I'm talking about right now? Yeah. I, I think so. I ain't getting no uh, no letters or nothing like this. Is it out? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, it came out? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I was just thinking maybe another Houston hottie could block it now, just oh, in case. Another. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just asking. I don't know. All right, we got more with Partisan Fontaine. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Partisan Fontaine. Charlemagne? Now, on Show Me Love, you say putting ointment on scars that you got way before me. Mm-hmm. Powerful line. Talk to me about that line. When you when you get into uh, relationships with some people, like sometimes there are things they've been through that are traumatic to them, like mm-hmm. you know, and you gotta you gotta kind of maneuver around that, like sore spots, sensitive spots. You try to show them that those things are are not issues for you, or you try to just help them heal mm-hmm. through through those things. So, can you help somebody heal if you're not yourself on if, a journey of healing? If or? you're not yourself. Healed? Yeah, healed or on a journey of healing. I mean, I feel like that's a common mistake that people try to make. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Trying to heal somebody, trying to fix somebody, you know yeah. what I mean? It's a it's a common thing that we uh we, we try. But uh I think as as uh people we just try to help others along on our journeys at whatever spot they are. That's why I hear on a lot of these songs, you know, especially on like Run Run Run, you said you're not ready for love. Mm-hmm. And so it made me think, well damn, if party night on a journey of healing, if and, and if he's not ready for love, how can he be mad at a woman who's not ready yet? I mean, at at that time, it was like, damn, I'm I'm not ready for love. Maybe I've been I just been through something that now makes me unable to be ready to give the love that I know I I can or love at my highest potential. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like that was that message at that time. So now you you did the record, the person. I did. What what made you release that record? Why did you feel like you had to do that record? I just felt like I wanted to give some 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 context to the uh, things that have been put out about myself. You know, I felt like that was just necessary. Was that really about you when she said she caught her man getting in her bed? Was that about you? I didn't know if that was about you or she was just rapping. 
it's a it's a loose interpretation of events. Make it tight for us. Like we want to understand. Because when you say you walked into your man getting hit in the bed, I'm that, I'm envisioning sound, her. That walk. sounds very specific. Yeah, right? I'm envisioning her walking and, in and, and going and, off on shorty. And, so. and this is and this is why I was like, this is absolutely not the case, and that's why I felt like a record like the person needed to happen. So you want to clear of how you feel like the social media in the industry was looking at you at one at one, at one time. Just everything. I uh with that with that uh one line. A lot of people are like, oh, it's one line. One line. That one line like. Made people not want to interview me Like you know what I'm saying Like what Like this is proud of me Saying anything Making any song I'm like mm-hmm. Oh nah he's this He's that You know what I'm saying I, I, My whole uh, I've never Y'all know me Y'all know me for a long time I've never been a Bad person Never mm-hmm. been painted Any type of way In the, the in media, the media the At all Like you know what I'm saying Like so that that One it hurt me personally And then two It, it like tarnished my image It tarnished my You know what I'm saying Tarnished what I was as a person One line that you You did say that I think all men out there felt was when you said you found out a lot of stuff that was going on through social media so how did y'all deal with that because even during that time y'all still stayed strong so how did y'all deal with that because it, it has to be hard to find out something about your partner or anybody on social and not face to face you know what I mean I mean when you with somebody you love you, you you find a lot of endurance like you know what I'm saying you you, you go through things yeah I mean on, on Sexy and Conceited you said a girl could stab you and you wouldn't leave so if someone can do something if, like that, then if why that's would the, If that's the type of time we on, but let's, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've been in toxic relationships. It's like, you know what I'm saying? If we bond, then we bond. Whatever, but... Trauma what's your, what's your sign? I'm a Capricorn. Okay. So so my point by saying that is, you know, if, if somebody... And I know you were just exaggerating when you say somebody mm-hmm. could stab you and you wouldn't leave, but basically you're saying you're willing to make things work through Thick anything. I'm saying, you, yeah, we like that, then we like that, yeah. So you could make... Even if you did hear about her and other people, speaking of Megan, you could, you could work through that, right? If you love her, I don't think it's ever been a, a issue about who she's been with or or any or any partner. Like you know what I'm saying, I don't think that's something for for people to judge like who you've been with. Um, but I think something to be judged is is honesty. You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. in, in a relationship. I think that's something to be judged. And, and that's the the one thing that was surprising because you don't speak much on social media. Right? It's all about the music. So at one time you was ready to go to war, right? Ready to to to, to knuckle up with whoever it was, and because you believe something. And then you found out that what you believe wasn't the truth. So how was that dealt with? Because you you were ready to fight whoever, right? As you should, your girl, your your fiance, somebody you was thinking about. You said you were going to pick out a ring. And it then sound you, like you listened to the song. Like, I listened to the I, album. I, I, yo, you know what I I'm saying? To the album. I feel like I, I like that. I like that, and I appreciate that because I feel like when I see a lot of comments or I, I get a lot of questions, I'm like, yo, did you listen to this? Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I've, I've said, I, I spoke, I spoke my piece. I said mm-hmm. this. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I, I've never been one to want to come in a. And address a bunch of stuff, especially not anything this personal, this like this serious to me. Mm-hmm. On you know what I'm saying in a uh, in this type, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. And it, that's not my body, you know what I'm saying. I barely talk about my own music, which I which I want people to hear. You barely put out music. Oh, shut up, man. <laughs> <laughs> Takes me a long time to put out goddamn music. I guess my but own, we here. Sex tape is out now. Make sure y'all go listen to that. And I mean, sex tape just brings more questions. Though. Why you that correct? name? Huh? Why that name? I don't know. Sex is one of my my topics that I go to often. You yeah. know what I'm saying. It's uh, especially in the music. There's it's, a lot of things you could do with the word sex, though. And then, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, right now, everybody's having a conversation about you, Meg, Tory Lanez, and then you drop something, you name it sex tape. People, I, I feel like a lot of people look at this as like you're leaning into what's happening or what's, what's the conversation is. <sighs> like, you know what I'm saying? It's one of those damned if you do, damned if you don't. If you lean in, it's fine. No, no, but I'm, I promise you, I have my title picked and I thought I'm like, yo, boom, all right, let's just drop off the S because, you know what I'm saying? It might be too, uh, might be too. Raunchy, too explicit, boom. Mm-hmm. But now it's X tape. Oh, now it's definitely oh. about such and such. Mm-hmm. You, know you was gonna go so, X tape? 
That was my abbreviation. Bro, that was you the way need way a group that, chat yeah. that like listen, to be honest group with you. <laughs> but listen, and now it's sex tape. And I still a problem. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I couldn't avoid it either way. You so know it's what I'm supposed saying? to be X tape. No, it's supposed to be sex tape. <laughs> Lord have mercy. On, supposed on, to be sex tape. On that's cute. You say Alfredo and mistakes. The only thing hoes know how to make. Yes, Lord. Tough line. First of all, yes, Lord. I feel like, yes, Lord. I feel like yes, if they can do Alfredo, they can do spaghetti, baked chicken. They can do a couple basic. That's all the same family. Girl, <laughs> don't do that. It's all, the same it's all pasta. It's all pasta. <laughs> but then the mistakes part. If you ask them, if you ask them to make something, you could, you know what I'm saying. And, and if she, if she one level up, she gonna throw in the salmon. You know what I'm saying. She might throw, make a little salmon. Yeah, medium, medium. Testing in the air fryer? No. I know. I know. Oh, wow. And then on another part, you say, I love you, girl, like Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate don't really love these women. You don't? No. I don't know. I, the interview I saw, he was talking about how you love, you know what I'm saying? He wanted a, a woman and all that. I thought he was, you know what I'm saying? You talking about Andrew Tate, the online. Yes, like, that's on. That's cute. How he did you. That, oh, 100 millionaire, billionaire, that guy. Party. I, I, I'm starting to feel like there's a little bit of like, you know what you're doing. What? Because ain't no way you thought that man loved women. You think Andrew Tate don't love women? I, he has some serious issues on how he shows it and how he speaks on it. I don't know everything my man doing his life. <laughs> the interview that I saw, I'm like, nah, love women. I understand that. Boom. You know what I'm saying? I'm in the studio. Make a line. It was a line. Now, the clip that went viral. You know it's people that'll say online, run from men who like Andrew Tate. That's what women say. Did I ever say I like Andrew Tate? I just said, you know what I'm saying? You Yo. said, I love you, girl, so like I, Andrew I just, Tate. I put Andrew Tate in the Google. You want to know the first three things that came out? Oh, he said, this name just uh, They talked about the the his trafficking case. Um, Jesus, Jesus Christ. Yo, why are you scared to put out music? This is why. This is why. So part of it, you're the rap Andrew Tate. This is why I'm scared to put out music. You Andrew Tate into the conversation. But now, like, my stream of consciousness, now I have to go back and be like, ah, with a line that make it make sense. Said, like, just rhyme with plate. That's it. I to, the next line oh, is CBS be open late. Like, what does that have to do, have to do with anything? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I had nothing to do. I they was gonna be trying like, to bang this out. Why you in CBS? What you buying in CBS? See? See? You know what I'm saying? But boom, that's artistic, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, you can, what, I don't know. I'm just a bro. Don't, don't, don't read it too much into me. I'm just, I'm just a jokester. All right, well, don't move. We got more with Partisan Fontaine. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Lauren LaRosa is here, our guest host. And we're still kicking it with Partisan Fontaine. His album or his EP sex tape is out right now. Charlemagne? Do you feel like you rushed to put this project out just because, to your point, you don't like people talking about you? So when you put out the record about Meg, it was so much backlash. You was like, man, let me change the conversation a little bit. No, nah, this 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 project was coming. It was already slated and did. You know what I'm saying? It was already coming, and uh, it just time was that the the person song took time away from me prepping the project. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? That was just a one off. It's not on the project. Why yeah, why, is it why not, not on there? Because it, it wasn't for that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't. I never wanted this to be like, yo, I'm about to capitalize on this. I just mm-hmm. felt like. I needed I needed to uh I needed to put it out there so people could hear me like you know what I'm saying I, and I didn't want it to be the talking point of my creativity I didn't right. want like you know what I'm saying that's a side note I had to do that for myself but this is what I want y'all to focus on this is what mm-hmm. is important to me So what happened why did y'all break up Yeah <sighs> I mean cuz he's never like directly answered the question Why did we break up there's a there's a there's a laundry list of of reasons that 
could have caused us to be apart. And I don't want you to give any of them because you still love that young lady. Uh, that was my next question because on your project, it sounds like... No, on the person, it sounds like you still love her. You do. You you definitely love her. You de- I, absolutely. I, listen, I'm a person that doesn't that believes love doesn't go away. It changes. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like and I've always... And that's another thing I've stated. Like, yo, I always want well for her. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm not a person that wants bad for her. I'm not out here calling her all types of such and such. I've, I've never... I've never even discussed some of the things on that song... With my closest friends Like you know what I'm saying So when the song came People's like Yo Do it the ring Cause you said That you picked out a ring From Greg First of all to Greg. I saw a guy He didn't say he bought it He just said he picked it up We don't know if he actually birthday, Got the Brooklyn ring Did you buy it Hold on Did you buy it Or did you pick it up The money has been allotted For something different now um, but, yeah. and, but you said she lied to you About something What did she lie about What you was talking about earlier Cause yes. when, when you buy a ring And you're about to propose Right mm-hmm. uh, So you found out She lied about something And that made you change your mind I felt like I felt like it made me definitely have to second guess where where we was at, you know what I mean, at that time. Mm-hmm. Like it, it took it it did it did damage, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like internal, I don't know if it made us break apart, but it was just like it, it definitely took a blow to me. Could you love again? Could you trust Can a woman I love again? again? Absolutely. I think I'm open to to loving, yes. Do absolutely. you tell every girl you love them? Are you no, that guy? Absolutely Are you the not. guy that you my girlfriend, we going you that guy? Absolutely not. It's hard for me to to like really like Vibe consistently with a person, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm I'm not that I love you to every. No, nah, it's not mm-hmm. me. It's not me at all. Are you a person that has to wear the pants in the relationship? Because you got feminist tattooed across you, <laughs> but on the um, I forgot what record it is on the album. You said only one d- in this relationship, and I got it. First of all, <laughs> first of all, pause. Okay. <laughs> Second of all, what does that mean? <laughs> you said that. How you laughing? At you okay. Just a good. F- Line. You can either cry about it or you can wine pun it. You know what I'm saying? This is, this is um, it's a good line. <laughs> it's the wine pun it. What does hey. that? What does that mean for you though? It's just like it's just like because like, that sounds like very much I'm the man. What I say goes. Like, I don't know. At some at sometimes in your relationship, you, oh, man, you have to be the man, bro. You have to be you the have man. Feminist tattooed yes, across I, your stomach. Yes, absolutely. I'm a I'm a man. That's a feminist. You don't think so? You don't think that's possible? Yeah, cause I'm, I got four daughters, so it's like my and, future and is I, female I, regardless. And I have one that I love yeah, very I love much. Women. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. So I'm I'm very much a man. I'm very much a feminist. I don't think the two have to, you know, be at odds. So y'all gonna talk ever again? You mm. you're very careful with your words about oh, her. I think. Or have y'all spoke? Yeah, have you and Megan spoke? No. Do no, you, we would you be open to that? Uh, I don't know what the conversation would be about. If, you know, I don't I don't know. We see Nelly and Ashanti spin the block. I, I don't I don't foresee I don't foresee that But you know what I do see What's that? Sex do, Yeah it's on, it's on everything You know what <laughs> I'm saying? Transition. That is on Spotify Good transition It is on Apple Music Matter of fact I'm the first person To ever have his sex tape Uploaded to Apple Music Did you know that? Mm. Yeah yeah And Spotify Love to play I, I mean that is interesting I do wonder Because I, I, I can see the frustration And I know it's got to be hard To go out here and promote a project And everybody asking you about you it You want to talk about this? If, I guess this is, my, this is my last question About that the person record because you talked about a lot of the trauma that she's been through. You said she needs to do work on herself. If you knew that she had been through all these traumas that she needs to deal with, why make a song about it? Like, why put more salt in the wound, so to speak? Gaslight. You know what that record was going to do. They would say gaslight. Hmm? They would say gaslight. They would say yeah. gaslight. Because people already, I mean, like, she's not the belle of the ball on social media. Social media yeah. makes her the, more of a villain than Especially you could Especially after a song where she talks about not wanting to be here. Is that... Is, is that what is that what y'all pulled away from the song? Yes. Is that what you pulled away from the song? Honestly, honestly, that is one I, of the things I pulled away from the song. Because, because I, I be, being that I know you and I know how you move, mm-hmm. I'm like, well, damn, why would 
party do this at a time I, like see, this? See, I didn't pull it from she the song. She just said, she just talked about how she wanted to kill herself and all types of other things. Like, why add fuel to that? But I pulled it as he was trying to clear his name. That's what I pulled I from the song. That. I pulled hurt people. I, I pulled both of y'all have y'all own hurt from you the situation. You going to say hurt people, hurt people? No, not that. Like, I meant hurt people, like them too, both of them. I think that both of y'all have, y'all were both very publicly hurt. And there's still some of that there. That's why I asked would y'all, would you ever be open to having a conversation with her? But I just felt like because again, going back to what I said earlier, because of what how like I myself, I this is my first as a fan looked at you as the protect black woman person, it's just like you can get that lick back, but like is it even really a lick? Like does that even stick for real? Did you cheat party? That's all people. Wasn't in the listen, bro, it wasn't like people that. gonna keep asking you over and over until, you know, until you what? give him an answer. I gave an answer. No, you didn't. You did cheat. Listen, you you, listen, she, you she said you said you said you listened to the song in its entirety. It's in there. Yeah, and I gotta go back again. Well, context clues. He said he would never cheat first. Damn, party. context clues. I put this in. The, it's in there. Like you know what I'm saying. Let me I've read said these this. again. I've said this. Oh boy. How are you doing now with the? Are you still um, like people been seeing you with the Jada Kingdom and that whole thing? You smiling? Is that oh. a you blushing? Is that a relationship oh, or like gosh. how how is because how are you dealing with a, a whole new person and you don't seem kind of like closed off or like done with what you've been through? Listen, this is so this is this is why social media is like an illusion, right? Like this song comes out and now it's brand new again. You got to mm-hmm. think about how long we have been separated. You know what I'm saying? You've seen other people like months and months ago. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. this is not new. Like I've been through. Mm-hmm. This this process of of healing, I've 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 done my all right. This is the, the my reality. This is we've gone separate. You know what I'm saying? I've done and taken that time. Uh, I guess social media makes it look like it was like this. That's but. the part that sucks because when we seen a you know of course you see the pictures with the, when she was with the football player. They was like, damn, she cheating on party. But y'all was finished by then. I'm gonna be honest with you, this is worse than either, bro. <laughs> worse than either. <laughs> bad, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I listen like once or twice because I didn't want to hear you like that. This is bad, bro. You say on the record that she can hit up your mom for anything. Still, mm-hmm. I don't think your mom would approve of this record. Remember when Jay Z made um? <laughs> Did you ask him? Remember when Jay Z made Super Ugly? Yeah, and he said his mom mad. told him like, "Yo, you went too far." I think if she heard that, she say the thing. What did your mom think about this record? I don't know. Because you don't I know. I know she. Hear. I know she didn't appreciate. The, the, the line that was said about me I know she didn't appreciate that Absolutely. Especially with somebody That mm-hmm. she was speaking to Does your mom still speak to her? They were still speaking Around the time that the song dropped? Um I, I don't think around the time It dropped But like Not too not too far removed You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, what, what song you wanna hear Off your album party? Anyone What's your favorite one on there? Play, Let's do uh, Sexy and Conceited That's the one? That's the one? Let's go. Sexy nah. and Conceited That's our guy <laughs> Sexy and Conceited Party right. from Fontaine yeah. Sex tape out this Friday Party we appreciate you For joining us brother Thank you thank you it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. All right. You know that I'm sexy. Party. Morning, Party everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne, the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Lauren LaRosa is here. Sex tape is out right now. That's right. Partisan Fontaine's uh, EP. new EP. Mm-hmm. Now let's get to the rumors. Lauren LaRosa. So I've been here for a little bit. I've been here for a minute. Move out the way. Tell me, tell me. Made it. This is the rumor report. I think a lot of people will recognize the voice and the name. Here we, we go. On the Breakfast Club, Lauren came in hot. You know, Didn't well, she, right? I, I came in telling the truth. <laughs> SZA uh, sat down with Zayn Lowe, and she talked a lot about her career and the fact that she hates being famous. Let's take a listen. I'm at a photo shoot for like you know Wall Street Journal, and I'm crying on set because I'm freaking out about being perceived, and I'm just like, I just can't do it. And then that's when I asked myself, Oh, this is that like juncture where people like 
aren't heard from anymore. Either they like had a mental breakdown or they lashed out at somebody once that perception starts and it's like, I don't know, am I a bitch? Am I terrible to work with? Nobody wants to work with me, gets mm-hmm. nervous. Mm-hmm. I get nervous about that. So it's like, I don't want to talk to anybody. I just want to disappear. But that is the stage that I'm in right now where I'm so concerned about like what does all of this actually mean? How do people view me? How do people see me? What do they expect from me? Can I just disappear and not talk to anybody? Is that ungrateful? Do I appear ungrateful because I have anxiety and I'm like stressed about my reality? If I just focus like me restarting my 40 day sadhana and like prayer and I cut my circle down really small, that's the answer. That's the side of fame that nobody uh, speaks about. And I'm glad SZA is being real about that. And, you know, I will tell SZA that she doesn't owe anybody anything. She's here to be a musician. She gives us her music. She gives us her art. We consume it. That's it. Nothing more. Sad, nothing less. Sad thing about it is, is music has changed or this industry has changed so much. At one time, like you said, that's all we wanted was the music, right? When right. we had our favorite artists and our favorite musicians, whether it was Hove or uh, Michael Jackson or whoever it was, was. But now it's to a point where people want to dive in people's lives, you yeah. know, and, and some people don't want to give up their lives and they feel like they have to because they feel like a social media, you have to. But sometimes that comes with things like you said, like with depression, with wanting to commit suicide, with not thinking that they worthy enough, you know? You know and, and, and I, oh, go ahead, Laura. She talked about, too, we didn't hear it in the clip, but in the interview, she talked about she would be on set for like magazine covers and just mm-hmm. start randomly crying and yeah. like couldn't it's, really. Couldn't. It's overwhelming, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah sure. And, and the smoke and mirrors of like the industry and just any any level of success. Success comes with a lot of smoke and mirrors. You, it's like you feel like, am I ungrateful for feeling like this is not what it was, what I thought it was going to be giving? And it seems like it's a tug of war battle for her because she's talked about this a few times now. And I feel like SZA is a throwback to when artists were mysterious because SZA be out the way. You she know does, what I mean? She SZA does. gives you music mm-hmm. and, and she keeps then, you moving. Know, like yeah, and every every you know what control was like. Six years ago, seven years ago. Right. And then the next album came out five years later. Now she's about to drop a deluxe, which is rare for her, Mm -hmm. for her to be coming out with new music so fast. But like she just really focuses. She keeps you focused on the music, man. And I respect that. And she's number two on my daughter's uh, Spotify rap playlist. That's one of that's one of my daughter's favorite artists. Who's number one? Phoebe Bridges was number one. Mm. But Phoebe Bridges and SZA is my 15 year old's favorite artist. So y'all know what? SZA can do no wrong in my eyes. SZA brings our house together. There you go. I like SZA. My wife likes SZA. My daughter likes SZA. She brings us together okay <laughs> so drop on the clues bombs for SZA damn it I want to get into the deluxe because mm-hmm. like you said right SZA doesn't just like come out and like give us music so she's talked about Lana for like a, a minute now even when um, SOS first dropped so it's supposed to be a deluxe version of SOS but she was saying how she's gone SZA was saying she's gone back and forth with should it be a whole separate project or should it just be a deluxe she did drop visuals for it like photos like a photo shoot she did like six photos over the weekend y'all know her visuals are always fire mm-hmm. but it seems like she's trying to figure out what it should actually be because she has so much music but she's talked previous about it possibly being seven to ten songs there will be new songs on this which is really big for her as well um but i don't know i think SZA is like an artist artist like and yes. they always get it tough like they never no, feel adequate enough you, you know got, what i mean if you i promise you man her sos concert is one of the best concerts i've ever seen in my life it's a it was it's a full production it's like mm-hmm. it's like a movie it has a beginning a middle and an end anybody who's been out there to see the SOS tour you know exactly what I'm talking about and I feel like if she number one she can do whatever she wants with her music but Drop Lane is a third project you know what I'm saying it's named it's, it's, that's your namesake it's named after you it's mm-hmm. Lane you know what I mean Drop it is a third album why not you're gonna win regardless it's SZA how can SZA lose at this point but she might not feel that way because even with Control Control took so long for people to give yeah. it, it's just due and I know as an artist even though it shouldn't matter that sits with you 
Says, are you playing with house money? You can't lose right now. <laughs> okay? There's nothing SZA can do to lose. All she got to do is put out good music. But more importantly, uh, I hope she is dealing with her mental health and her emotional well-being. That's, what I, that's, that, that's the most Absolutely. important thing. Them panic attacks is real. Man, you ain't got to tell me. Mm-hmm. So... Up next, we are going to talk a little bit about Ryan Leslie and Cassie. Now, those are two names. That is like a throwback. What they've been saying. So, um, TMZ caught Ryan Leslie out. And, of course, they talked to him about everything that's happening with Cassie in the news, with the Diddy allegations. Yep. And you guys know Ryan Leslie signed Cassie, what, like back in like 2005? He's the reason the world heard of Cassie. He, he wrote for her, her, produced for her. Yes. Yes, signed him. And they were at one point romantically involved as well, too. The, the, the story back then was that Cassie left Ryan Leslie for Diddy when she got signed to Bad Boy. So, Allegedly, yep. Yeah, so they asked him about just everything that's happening right now and if he spoke it to her. Let's take a listen. I just want to ask you really fast, right? Um, I know you worked with Cassie initially. Did you ever think or know that she was in danger at any moment, any time, anything? Is that something that you... I think that was a much further past after, you know, our working relationship. Well, have you spoken to her? Yeah, we've definitely spoken, but... Mostly, it was around the time when our mutual manager right. passed away. Oh, wow. I'm sorry to hear that. Well, well how is she doing? Have you spoken to, her, like, spoken to her since the allegations? or? Well, the last conversation we had, she's planning for a tour. So we had talked. Oh, I like that. Did y'all hear the last part? Cassie is planning for a tour? Yeah, planning on a tour. That don't make you excited? No. It makes me excited. Only because I feel like we never really got, like, we got me and you with Cassie. And that was a moment. And then it just, like, went away. And she became Diddy's girlfriend. And we never cared about anything with her at all. Does she have enough music to tour? That, but, so enough. I was going to say the same thing. I was going to say name three Cassie joints. You can't really. I only know me and you. But that might mean that there's new music coming. And that's different. Like, yeah, if she got new music coming, yeah. That's more like a promo tour. Yeah, she she might drop a diss album to Diddy. A whole diss album. Every well, song. Be a diss, oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Talking about her feelings and stuff. Like She probably can. She probably NDA'd up after that settlement. Yeah, but she can write about her past relationship. She ain't got to say his name. Right? True. She might already have a bunch of... <laughs> Not the either way. Either way. <laughs> Red, you were so on point with that. Do it again. Can you imagine the first line? You played against her from the beginning? FD. Nah, you can't do that. She can't. She ain't gonna do that. But I will say this. I don't think... gonna sign to the G unit. That's what's gonna happen. Yo. 50 gonna sign Kathy to the G unit. Yo, that would be such... That would be... 50 going executive produced he's by that, Ryan Leslie and 50 Cent. He's that petty. Cassie's new album. He's that petty. I don't. Th- I don't think Cassie gonna do. It. I think if, if Cassie did get the large settlement that people have said she did, she probably gonna chill out, raise them babies, and relax. Oh, well, clearly Ryan Leslie knows something. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't just say that for no reason. But that might have been before the settlement and everything that went out that he spoke to her and said she was going on tour. I might have went on tour before the settlement, but if I get a, a big bag like they say she did. I'm going to sit my ass on. But you know what's crazy is, I don't even think that, I mean, everybody wants money. I don't think that her motivation would be money. I feel like Cassie never really got a full career. Like, even as a model, she was there and then she was just Diddy's girlfriend. That was it. Y'all nah. don't want to see Cassie on no. stage. I Y'all she, don't want to see I, Cassie. I, I think she got a chance <laughs> as an artist. I just don't think people... <laughs> I'm about to jump out the window with yeah, y'all. That's so silly. Yeah. Like, come on, stop. Like, knock it off. She did it. She had a couple of albums. I, I just don't think see... If she puts out a new album, new music... Yes. Yeah, but... Do you want new Cassie music? The way no, people not just... really. Don't I mean, care. no. I don't. Like, I never thought about it. I haven't thought about it in years. I have never thought about it. And that's not a diss. It's just not... Like, I'm not going to sit there and lie. Kinda is if you don't want to hear new Cassie music. It's a lot I, of people I, I, that would I, say the I, same I, thing though. It, it don't. I could. It don't matter. Is what I'm saying. Like, drop it. 
You got new music? If it's dope, it's dope. Yeah. We'll play it. Dope music sells itself. Correct. You know what I mean? I'm not sitting here like, oh, I don't want Cassie to put out no music. I just don't have a fi- opinion about it. But for SZA, you want to hear a new SZA album. SZA, we, not, we, not, we are do not going to envy. Don't do that. It's no way you just don't brought SZA in a conversation with Cassie. No shade to Cassie, but shady as hell. You always find a way to black women against each other. It's not How even a... people don't like you, yo? Wait. Him? Mm-hmm. Let's move on, Red. <laughs> no, no, let's stay here. Uh, let's. We're going to do what? Yeah. Brown girls... Green versus brown girl grinding. You are the OG captain of pitting the teams against each other. It's not true. You just stole people's stuff. So I just wanted to get to the bottom of it. (laughs) You shouldn't have stole Carrie Champion's stuff. That's all it is, Lauren. I just wanted to get to the bottom of it. That's all. I was defending another black woman. But see, because you stole from Carrie. So I had to make sure. Well, I had to make sure you didn't steal. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's all. Yeah. That's it. Well. Mm -hmm. And I believe Cassie's Latino. Oh, that's why you... Okay, I get it now. What? Y'all sticking together. I understand. Salute to Cassie. <laughs> Not oh when it was Salute to Cassie, man. All right. And that is your rumor report, I guess. Charlotte, man, who you giving that donkey to, man? Four after the hour. We need a man named Max Cregent, I think his last name is. We need Max to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with him, please. All right. We'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass... Every shot and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises? Or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. 
all these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and socio-political factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes about six million approximately 11 million dollars nearly 10 million dollars was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry she would probably have sex with one of her clients hide your money in your old rich man because <laughs> she is on the prowl listen to queen of the con season five the athlete whisperer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Charlemagne, say the gang, don't get other shame. You are a donkey. <laughs> it's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day does not discriminate. I might not have the song of the day, but I got the donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, <laughs> hit it with the heat. Yeah, it's a breakfast club, bitches. Who's Donkey of the Day today? Well, Ed Sheeran, uh, you know what? You got to do that over, right? Hit my Florida intro. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I forgot this was Florida. My bad. I ain't, I didn't tell you beforehand. Just give us a second. Make sure you tell them to watch out for Florida, man. Florida, man. The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Yes, you are a donkey. 
A Florida man attacked an ATM for a very strange reason. It gave him too much money. Florida man is arrested after deputies say he rigged the door to his home in an attempt to electrocute his pregnant wife. Police arrested an Orlando man for attacking a flamingo. It's a breakfast club, bitches. Donkey of the day. With Charlemagne the God. I don't know why y'all keep letting him get y'all like this. It's not me, Duval. It's y'all. Okay, Donkey of the day for Wednesday, December 13th goes to Max Crescent. Chris Kent, I think I'm pronouncing that right. Probably not. He is a 33-year-old St. Petersburg, Florida man. What does your Uncle Charla always say about the great state of Florida? The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida, and today is no exception. I do not wake up in the morning and say, what is going on in the Sunshine State? How are they going to make themselves look foolish today? That is not what I do. They do it to themselves. For example, Max was arrested on a petite theft charge for failing to pay for a tattoo. Yes, there's a tattoo parlor called Ink Gods, and at Ink Gods, Max got a tat, okay? That tat was $250. Now, look, times is hard. I'm not judging anybody for what they do to survive. You steal $250 worth of groceries? I understand. I actually understand. But getting a tattoo, that's not a means of survival, okay? This is the type of thing, you know, you do at 18, 19, early 20s. Maybe steal a tattoo, but at 33, there is absolutely zero reason for you to be stealing a tattoo. Now, I'm shocked these tattoo parlors don't make you pay before they do their job, but it's Florida, so I'm not expecting anything to make sense. Now, I could end Donkey of the Day right here because being arrested on a petite theft charge for failing to pay a tattoo par parlor is hee-haw worthy, but that would kind of leave the people wanting more. Would kind of feel like a slow news day, so there has to be more to this story, right? Of course it is. It's Florida. Would you like to know what the tattoo was that Max got? Would you like to know the tat was $250? Okay, the tat that he decided not to pay for, the tat that he got arrested for not paying for. Would you like to hear what the tattoo was? Let's go to TBC News for the report, please. A Florida man who received a Waffle House tattoo was taken to jail for failing to pay for it, according to an arrest affidavit. 33-year-old Max Kreshkant was arrested on a petty theft charge. Deputies were called to Ink Gods in St. Petersburg after Kreshkant, what a name, received the $250 tattoo. Pretty cheap, if you ask me. But when it was time to pay, he allegedly did not have his debit card. He reportedly could not provide proof of having 250 bucks in his bank account and allegedly refused to pay the bill after he was given multiple options. In his bag, he did have $6 and his driver's license. He was booked into the Pinellas County Jail and released the next day on $150 bond. I have no idea where that money came from. <laughs> For TBC News, I'm very white. Max got a $250 Waffle House tattoo. That he didn't pay for. Now, I've heard of people walking out on a Waffle House bill. But a Waffle House tattoo, this is a new one. First of all, dropping the clues bombs for Waffle House. Let me tell you something about Waffle House. You can't tell me nothing about Waffle House. Waffle House is a cultural institution down south. Nothing brings you joy more than when you leaving a club at two something in the morning in a small country town. You're drunk, you on drugs, and you see that giant yellow sign. Okay, good food, pretty decent service, great prices, over 60 years of excellence. You haven't really experienced life until you've had an all-star special. Okay, you're not even really living for real because you never had a pecan waffle. I don't even eat cheese or beef anymore, but I remember what that cheese steak omelet from Waffle House tastes like. And when you put your, when you put your jelly on the toast and mm. just enough jelly falls into your grits, you just mix it all together. Eat it! 
There are words for that. Fantastic, tremendous, remarkable, outstanding, terrific, extraordinary. I own a thesaurus. And we ain't even talk about the Texas patty melt with them hash browns. Okay, we don't talk about the patty melt with the hash browns the way Pepper and the Madrigal family don't talk about Bruno and Encanto. All I'm saying is Waffle House is top tier, grade A, the one, not the two. Don't play with them. Drop one of clues bombs for Waffle House. Ain't all that. What? But I'm not getting no Waffle House tattoo. Okay, on a niggatry scale of one to the Zeus Network, getting a Waffle House tattoo and not paying for it is a strong 8.5. Now, as you heard in the news report, or maybe you didn't hear in the news report, Max claimed he could not pay for the tattoo because he did not have his debit card with him. He also failed to provide proof that he had $250 in his bank account and refused to pay the money after being offered multiple payment options. When police searched his bag, they found $6 in his driver's license. There's only one thing left to do. We must play a game. Guess what race it is? <laughs> Max Kretschkamp, 33 years old of Florida, got a tattoo of the Waffle House sign, refused to pay for it, then said it was because he didn't have his debit card and couldn't provide proof of $250 in his bank account. Lauren LaRosa, guess what race it is? He is bonnet black. Ooh. Down, down, down. Ooh. Said that with a lot of confidence, Lauren. What makes you think he's bonnet black? Um... I just don't. I just feel like we just we, we Waffle House to us is just that's just where it's at. Mm, okay. The way that we felt about Waffle House when I was at Dell State, somebody would have got a tattoo. Mm. I don't know how people white people feel about Waffle House. DJ Envy, Max Kretzkamp, thirty three years old of Florida, got a tattoo of the Waffle House sign, refused to pay for it, then said it was because he didn't have his debit card and couldn't provide proof of two hundred and fifty dollars in his bank account. Guess, Guess what race he is? Southern black. Southern black. First of all, I'm Southern black. What the hell that mean? That's Bonnet black. That's you. <laughs> well, let me tell you something, Queens, New York. And let me tell you something, Delaware. Delaware. What the hell is Delaware? <laughs> Wilmington, Delaware. Wilmington, Delaware. Delaware. <laughs> let me tell you something. Max Kretzkant is Caucasian. Oh. You stereotyping, profiling <laughs> ass people. Okay? That's he is Caucasian. Oh. All, right? all right? He's Caucasian. Okay. On the census, he's from Florida, which means he's a nigga. Okay. Everybody in Florida <laughs> is a nigga. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Please give Max Kretzkant the biggest hee haw. Mm-hmm. Y'all like Waffle House over IHOP? Oh my God. Man, what? Me, I think it's so weird that Breakfast people in New York Rudy, prefer Tootie, IHOP and over Waffle House or anything. Pigs in a blanket? IHOP seasoning couldn't even touch Waffle House. I don't even have a I'm not having no conversation with no New Yorker about no Waffle House. You wouldn't understand. The fact that y'all drunk go to IHOP willingly is just like, bro. I don't like IHOP. The pancakes are fluffy, nice. That's like me discussing that chopped rat meat sandwich y'all be eating. What's the chopped rat cheese? Meat? Chopped there cheese. There you go. Yeah. Why y'all don't just go to Philly and get a cheesesteak? You want to drive two and a half hours in Philly it, after a club? It, 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 cheese it, it, it tastes better. talking to nobody. We go to the bodegas. We do, we do a chopped cheese. We go to bodegas. We get bacon, egg, and cheese. We get sausage, egg, and cheese. I'm with the Garbage. bacon, egg, and cheese. And the IHOP is no... Rudy Tootie Fresh and Fruity? Bacon, egg, and cheese and Melba's is, is like... Those are my favorite things. Breakfast club... No, I said breakfast club. Breakfast sample from IHOP? Nah, bro. Pigs in a blanket where IHOP they put the sausage in the, in, the, in the... They put the sausage in the pancakes and it's roll cool. it up and put a little syrup. What did you do at Norfolk? You ain't go to Waffle House? I, Waffle I went to Hampton, man. I went oh, to Hampton, Hampton. Oh, University. my bad. I H-U. forgot. You H-U. went to the and wrong we, and we, school. And we had an IHOP. 
I hop is great. I'm not mad at I hop, but it ain't no Waffle House beef. I hop is. It's something about Waffle House grease that soaks up alcohol in a different way. So, so was you right? And why the floors in, in Waffle House always slippery? For when a fight breaks out, <laughs> keep it. it's, it's actually a, a security method. Y'all ain't know that. Oh, I didn't know. Two things. Two things that y'all know about Waffle House. Waffle House doesn't have locks on the doors. Because it's always open mm -hmm. And they keep the floor slippery on purpose To keep people from uh, fighting Oh Yeah They also always keep the tables there I made to all keep that you humble. Up, But you should believe me when I'm lying Alright Alright well thank you for that donkey today mm -hmm. Now when we come back We have Senator Nina Turner She'll be joining us And we're going to kick it with her when we come back So don't go anywhere It's The Breakfast Club Good morning The Breakfast Club it's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Lauren LaRosa is our guest host. And we got a special guest in the building. Yes, indeed. Miss uh, former Ohio State Senator Nina Turner. Welcome. Um, it's good to be home. Welcome back. Mm -hmm. yeah. How you well, feeling? You look amazing, man. Thank you. Can I get up? Yes, yes show please them. do. <laughs> <laughs> what made you want to go down Messy that path up. of, you know, getting right physically? Help, because we need it. Yeah, you know, you talk a lot about mental health, mm -hmm. and it's all it all goes together: mental health, physical health, the endorphins you get. And I ain't want to hurt nobody, Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so I got to get in there. My trainer is also a, a boxer too, so I get on the bag a lot okay. too, DJ. And I picture all kind, Lauren, all kinds of faces. Mm -hmm. That's the best way to do they it. Trying to hurt nobody. Yeah, in real you get life. that aggression out. Yeah, Let's take the energy out on yeah, there. Just a little. Bit. Well, I'm glad because you know uh, next year is a presidential election year, Ooh, and boy, it's gonna started. be a lot of stress on everybody. Yeah, you said Biden shouldn't win, Char. I mean, shouldn't run. Shouldn't, shouldn't run. Shouldn't run. He ain't gonna win. But anyway, you said he shouldn't run. Yeah, I mean that's. But that's why I think he shouldn't run because yeah. he's not going to win. No, he's not gonna win. You know. So what does that I, mean? I wish, I wish he would just run in the primary. Can we just start with the primary? At least run in the primary. Break that down. Explain. Because we have a primary that the DNC is refusing to acknowledge mm -hmm. because both parties, when you have an incumbent, they pretend like competitors don't exist mm -hmm. primaries are for us to have a robust debate about about ideas and if in fact the incumbent is the strongest candidate then that will come out in the wash too it's mm -hmm. kind of like training Absolutely. why not you got marianne williamson running as a democrat you got jink uger running mm -hmm. as a democrat you got dr cornell west running as an independent i think dr cornell west and also uh, robert kennedy jr should be on both stages but minimally, they should be on the Democratic stage. And then you got Congressman Dean Phillips, who has jumped in the race running as a Democrat. If your ideas are all that, then debate them out in the primary so that things can come out in the wash so that you're ready for the main event. But the Democrats have decided they don't want to do that. And so now they have anointed Biden as the heir apparent. Just because you the incumbent don't mean you entitled mm -hmm. to a second term. And that's him or anybody else. That that that, that goes for me mm -hmm. or any other politician. You got to earn the vote each and every time. What so would you say to people who say none of those people you named have a chance in hell to win? Well, they won't have a chance in hell to win if people don't know that they're running. Mm -hmm. Right. And the media is very important. And that's what I love so so much about the breakfast club because you guys give audience to everybody republican right. democrat libertarian no party rock and roll cop you know r&b whatever you however you rolling because people need to know those other people are running and if people want to know why governors are not running right now you know like the governor of california who just debated uh uh, uh desantis in in florida well, he not running because he need to play the game so he can be ready for 2028. If he runs or any of these governors run, they see they don't have the courage to buck the system to say that we are in peril. 17 polls have shown President Biden losing. Now, I get it. Polls are snapshots in time. But this is turning into a Polaroid picture. I know I'm, I'm dating myself now. But this snapshot is becoming more than a snapshot. It's becoming a very clear picture. Most Americans do not want to see a rematch between President Joe Biden mm -hmm. and pr former President Donald J. Trump. Those are the facts. Yeah. 
But that's scary, though. You know, first of all, I just want to say Polaroids are back in. My daughter asked for okay, Christmas. Okay, good. Yeah. 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 So I'm all right. That's, that's, that's it's back a vibe now. It's a vibe now. Yeah. Oh, okay. But, I, you know, that's very scary. When you have everybody, politicians, regular people saying that they don't have faith in Joe Biden, what does that mean? Are people going to go out or are we just going to give this to Donald Trump? It's not given, though, DJ. It's not. It's, it's a competition. So I need people to understand this. Politicians are not owed anything. I need to come and ask you for your vote. I need to lay down what I did for you. You know, as, as Miss Jackson asked in one of her songs, what have you done for me lately? Mm -hmm. You don't owe me as the politician. I owe you. Mm -hmm. And to think that President Biden is the best or the only thing that we have, he ain't the savior. You know, and I would say this about any candidate. Everybody knows I rock with, you know, I rocked with Senator Bernard Sanders, who is, you know, supporting uh, Joe Biden. I, for me, it's what are you doing for my people? What are you doing for the people in the hood where mm -hmm. they misunderstood? What are you doing for working class people of all backgrounds in this country? You let the shadow president, you know, uh, hijack your bill back better. We ain't built back nothing better. Mm -hmm. Then you got billions of dollars to send over the war. Janet Yellen, the secretary, the, tre the treasury secretary, when she was asked, can we afford we? Americans afford two wars. She said, "Oh yeah, we can afford it." So if we can afford two wars, then we could afford the enhance to keep the enhanced child tax credit. Okay. If we can afford two wars, then won't y'all go ahead and cancel all student debt and then put a mechanism in place so that kind of debt doesn't happen to to college students again? Mm -hmm. If we can afford two wars, then baby, we can afford universal health care. Okay. If we can afford two wars, then damn it, black people want their reparations. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's all I'm saying. Hey, charity starts at home and spreads abroad. I'm not saying don't help any of our allies, but we got people dying in the streets of mm. America right now for the lack of resources. But they got the pure unadulterated gall to say we ain't got money for domestic issues. What about domestic uh, tranquility? That's part of it, too. Mm. So people fed up, DJ. They just all they going to say. I don't think people are going. I know there's a poll that says that about 22 percent of black people are going to go over to Trump. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. But I think most people are just not going to vote. Do you feel like, though, because of the people that you mentioned, like the Cornell West's and other people that are running on that side, they don't have the, the, the platform is not there. And as sad as it is, people don't a lot of stuff you're talking about. People go and vote just because of who they're hearing about on social, or who has the biggest campaign. So what's the real like? What, what do they do? How do they even get next to Biden has the platform? He's the president right now. Well, the incumbent is always going to have the upper hand. That's the system. But we live in a time where maybe you can Google everything. I mean, people got to study to show themselves approved, but media is a powerful force. And you all know that because you hold a modicum of power to the extent that mainstream media continues to lock out these people. Lauren, then you're right. Most people may never hear them. I think Dr. Cornell West has somewhat of an advantage because he's an internationally known uh, philosopher, you know, uh, international known intellectual. So a lot of people cross generations definitely know Dr. Cornell West. Now, they might not get to know that he's running for president, but he's running. And the same for all the other people. I think Congressman uh, Phillips may have an advantage because he is a congressman. He got that fancy title right now. But the, the mainstream media is not supposed to be calling these politicians. They're supposed to open up the airways for everybody and let the games begin. Let's compete for this for this stuff. So it is shameful that that is not happening. I think, you know, what's interesting to me, uh, Senator Turner, is people are using logic for illogical times, right? Because mm. even when you bring up yeah. the polls, people will say, well, you know, the polls aren't always accurate. It's not even just the polling. He's polling terribly against a man <laughs> who has 91 criminal charges, four indictments, two impeachments. It shouldn't be close. It shouldn't be close. A man who said he wants to be a dictator. Right, it shouldn't like, be Like, it shouldn't close. be close. That's why people are like, 
Maybe you need to step aside. That's why David Axelrod is saying, hey, maybe you need to step aside. We can't risk it. And not be selfish. I think for both of these men, they can run. Right, we know age is a factor, but I think mm-hmm. age is connected to economics, how people are feeling about their personal economies. Mm-hmm. I know that the system, you look at the stats and they'll say, oh, the economy is doing better, but is it doing better for Big Mom? Is it doing better for Big Daddy? Mm-hmm. Are they feeling it? Because the economy, the, the measures that we use to say that our economy is healthy is based already on a rigged system. In other words, the system leans toward those who have the greatest wealth. But if Big Mama and Big Papa can't afford the eggs or the gas or everything is going up, then damn what the numbers say on paper, we need to know what is happening for them in their real lives. Now, the point about the the the, the polling, again, snapshots, we get it. But unless Democrats make some real deep-seated changes, all them polls can't be wrong. I mean, it's like mm-hmm. dropping breadcrumbs. It's telling us something. And so both of those men can run, right? They are allowed to run. I won't say that they... Don't, shouldn't have the ability to run but I think it's selfish that they are running in other words that's the best we can do in this country is to have a rematch between two mm-hmm. presidents that most Americans do not want and even Democrats if you look at President Biden most Democrats do not want Joseph R. Biden as the candidate so he's not the only one he's the only one that the system is elevating in right. such a way that it's locking out other people who will be logical choices to run and then you got a few courageous people who have been in this studio who mm-hmm. I just named who are out there and saying damn that I'm running anyway who would you like to see well me actually but uh I'll put that to the side <laughs> you know ain't nobody better but uh I'm not running right now um I'm I love Dr. Cornell West I think he got the moral courage and the moral fire right now and then my other choice if I could vote for two people for the people that are running right now would be Marianne Williamson those two Mm-hmm. are out there doing the daggone thing. And Dr. West has definitely made the requisite sacrifices. All right, we got more with Senator Nina Turner when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Nina Turner. Do, do you think uh, Palestine and Israel is going to have a real impact on um, President Biden? Because I hear a lot of people in Michigan, especially Muslim Americans in Michigan, say they ain't not rocking with him. They're oh, not yeah. voting for no, him. They're not showing up. Yeah, like it will and I don't think people are going to change their minds now, if we haggling over Medicare for all and you, you don't do it then I may just go ahead and vote for you anyway and keep fighting you to try to mm-hmm. get it but now we're talking about the slaughter of innocent people mm-hmm. in Gaza let's talk about the slaughter of, of Palestinian people in the West Bank that's not even talked about a lot but you got 18,000 people dead Mm. You got about 42,000 or so people maimed or injured. You got 60% of the Gaza has been just blown up. So imagine being a son or a daughter or a person from Gaza. Imagine being a Palestinian. And if you live, what do you have? You know, I saw a picture of a, of a, of a she probably was five or six years, years uh, old, a Palestinian young girl. She's shaking like a leaf. Mm traumatized that's trauma mm-hmm. and if you have children or you know somebody who have children imagine that that was your children oh yeah the middle east is going to be blood is on the hands of the united states of america there's a law called the Leahy law and in that law that law was put in place in 1996 the law says that we in america should not be giving funds to military operators who we know are violating human rights mm. Just slaughtering innocent people to get at Hamas, I think, is a violation of human rights. You got Netanyahu in 2015 said that under his watch, under his watch, there would never be a Palestinian state. So now, how, as a Palestinian, then what, what am I going to do with that? Mm-hmm. If we take Hamas, yeah, evil, vile, what they did, 
uh, immoral and illegal under international law. Let's deal with that. But 18,000 Palestinians dead, 42 or so thousand maimed and injured. Their entire world is is in rubble. If we don't have a ceasefire, how are we ever going to get to peace? And then the mental impact on the people who survive on what just happened mm-hmm. to them. That girl shaking, that baby shaking is many like her. What is she going to think growing up? You mm-hmm. think she's going to be in love with the system? No, she's not. Mm-hmm. And so to keep Israelis safe, Palestinians got to have self-determination. Mm. To keep Palestinians safe, Israelis got to have self-determination. But they do. They control the water, the electricity. So we're not looking at this in a way that's very holistic. The UN has said this, you know, don't do this. Uh, many of the human rights organizations across the world said, don't do this. All I want to know is how many people got to die before we realize that you can't war your way to peace. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you know, Bern- Senator Bernie Sanders was on this weekend and he said that uh, we have to stop giving I- Israel a blank check. Without condition. To, yeah. The kid, we have to stop giving them a yeah. blank check for the, so they can stop killing innocent you know, uh, civilians and, and children. And I feel like, man, why aren't people talking about that more? Like that point, because everybody was focused on him saying we can't have a permanent ceasefire with people who want permanent war. You think well, you think I, it's justified? Look, the, I, the flack he's getting, the backlash he's getting for that? Some of this stuff is incongruent. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm with the senator on don't just give Israel or any other country just a blank check. If we paying for, you know, my mama say, I paid, I paid for this. You mm-hmm. live in my house. I pay everything. So you're going to do what I say do, mm-hmm. you know? The same thing applies here. If America took a moral position on this to say, you know what? I get it. What Hamas did was rotten, evil, wicked. But hey, go after Hamas surgically. But there comes a point where there are too many bodies laying in wake. How many more bodies? I, I just want how many more bodies is it going to take? So although I, under, I appreciate Senator Bernard Sanders saying, don't just give Israel a blank check. But at the same time, the senator doesn't want a permanent ceasefire. So how do we get to permanent peace? At some point, people got to stop the shooting and the bombing. Mm-hmm. And most of those bombs are coming from Israel. They in our name. Mm-hmm. Those bombs are made over here. It's our money. So we are culpable for the deaths of the Palestinians. And you know what? It's not only going to impact you and you and you. I mean, it's going to impact our children, our children's children. Mm-hmm. See, now you're messing with my stuff now. Mm-hmm. And all the money that we send over there, whether it's over there or in the Ukraine, is less money that I, that we have to have universal health care, canceling student debt, you know, name the things that we need. Water systems. Hell, Flint, Michigan still got dirty water. Attorney General in Michigan dropped the case. So now you got people who live in Flint who just got to live with it. And I can go on and on and on. What are we going to do on the domestic side of the ledger? And Israel certainly is our ally. Israel has a right to exist. Israel has a right to protect itself. And what about the Palestinians? Because I learned in math, you know, what you do on one side, you got to do on the other. Mm -hmm. So what about the Palestinians? And what about the innocent Palestinians? Over 50% of those people are our kids. It's a very young a community they didn't vote for Hamas so at what point how many bodies I just want to know how many bodies so Char look I get it but you got to have a ceasefire I don't know how you get to peace without a ceasefire Mm -hmm. and then how do we get to a permanent peace where Palestinians have Mm self-determination I want our viewers and listeners to know they don't control electricity they don't control food they don't control water they don't control all of that so how can you control your livelihood when you can't control the basics Maslow's hierarchy of need is 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 in play here mm-hmm. and so we got to put ourselves in that place remember Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr not the only one but he is the symbol for it 
as long as he was talking about civil rights for black people, it was all good. But when the Reverend Doctor started talking about the that Vietnam money. War, they yeah. said, oh, hold on, brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. Now, you done got out your depths. Now, we ain't going to allow you to talk about that. Mm-hmm. That's the same. That's when he became a communist. That's yep. it. Yeah. That's the same thing happening right now. Yeah. We got to stand up for humanity because that, but by the grace of God, that could be any of us. So, no indiscriminate killing of Israelis. No indiscriminate killing of Palestinians. And when you hear a baby cry until you look at that baby, you don't know what their race or ethnicity is. All you know is that you're hearing a baby cry. That's real. Man. Man, I could listen to you all day. Oh, thank you, Lauren. And I'm a, I am going to go on your website and get some of it so I can you know, we'll stretch sure you get some stuff. Can I tell you how much I love y'all? We love you. <laughs> love you. God. And I feel that. And I know that. I got this. Charlemagne, DJ, Lauren. I mean, you... You create space mm-hmm. for black people, but I want to say particularly you create space for black women of all ages and all stages, and I love you for that. And I got to shout out my my one of my advisors, Tesla Figaro. Tesla, she do it, don't she? Absolutely. But I, I just love y'all so much. I love our people. I love all people. I love black people. And the reason why I want to see people lifted, because I want people to be able to live a good life. I think everybody should be entitled to do that. Systems can change. Policies can change. And we got to make sure it happens. So nothing below. Happy holidays, everybody. Nina Turner, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises, or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss. 
host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately eleven million dollars. Nearly ten million dollars was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, season five, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's do it, Red. Let's do it. The rumor report. I think a lot of people will recognize the voice and the name. On the Breakfast Club. Lauren came in hot. You know, well, I, right? I came to tell him the truth. Good morning, Lauren. Good morning. That was a dope, like, let's do it. I like that. Mm. That was lit. Okay. So Sherry Shepard, um, you guys know she's been doing the Sherry show. Yep. She got one of the biggest nods. The the baton got passed to her from Oprah. Let's take a listen. Oprah, what is 
having this legacy mean to you? Sherry, that's such a beautiful question. The word legacy, I just want to leave you all with this, is that when I came back from opening my school in South Africa and I said to Maya, Maya, the school's going to be my greatest legacy. Those girls are going to be, those girls are everything. And she said, your legacy is never one thing. Mm. It's every life you touch. Mm. And I pass that on to you because what Maya said to me that day in her kitchen, she said, it's every audience member who ever came yeah. from wherever they came from. Yes. And they sat in that audience and they had an experience and they went home and they decided, I'm going to do better. So for me to be able to see you, to sit in the seat of your life on your own show with your name on it, it is, it is, it is the passing on. Thank you so it is much. passing on. So you're officially passing the baton? I'm passing the baton. Okay, that's incredible. Dropping the clues bombs with Sherry Shepard. I don't remember Oprah ever doing that. I've never seen Oprah do that to somebody. Ever. That, nah. Not that I can remember. That's well, been nah. many years over, but not that I can remember. Of course, she's helped that your Dr. Phil. She put on a mad people. She put on Dr. Phil, put on Dr. Oz, put on Rachel. Ayala uh, Vazant. Rachel Roy? Rachel Ray, which one? It's one of the Rachels. I believe it's mm. Ray. Yeah, she put her on. You know what I mean? Like you said, Ayanna Von's not, but I've yes. never seen her say I'm passing the torch. But you know, yeah, salute to Sherry Shepard. That also means Sherry has to be on for 25 seasons. That's right. Okay, so she's on season two. You got 23 more seasons to go, <laughs> That's Sherry. That's fine. Those are the rules. You can't cancel Sherry Shepard. She has to be on for 25 seasons because Oprah passed the torch to her. She got it. Okay. Sherry got it. And I did see uh, Oprah at the uh, Empire State. They lit the Empire State purple for the the movie that's coming out this weekend. Oprah been outside. Y'all know what also is dope too? I feel like people were, there was like a little bit of a pushback when Sherry first stepped into the role because of everything that was going on with Wendy. And it was unfair. People it didn't was. even give her a shot. Mm -hmm. So to see, and, and at that time, Oprah had actually given her advice. Um, so this is like a full circle mm -hmm. moment. We got her talking about the advice too. Sherry! Sherry. Hi, Sherry! Sherry, is it true that Oprah Winfrey gave you advice? Yes. What did she tell you? She said it's about the energy I put out. Sorry, you're blocking her. She right. said, yes, the energy put I put out. I'll get it back. How, how cool was that to get that advice from her? To get the advice from the Oracle? I mean, Oprah. <laughs> was amazing. You go from advice to her telling you, like, you got this now. This, should, this is yours. And you know, there, another reason that's a big deal, because I mean, you look at somebody like, you know, uh, like we just mentioned Wendy. Wendy was on for 12 seasons. All right. You know, Oprah ain't passed that torch over there. You know what I'm saying? And there's other there's other women on daytime television now. For her to say, no, Sherry, this is yeah, Oprah sees something. That's see something. She definitely sees something. Absolutely, hundred percent. Now Oprah's in town, so if it's Oprah listen. If she's listening, she she could pull up. She, she should. Need they got color purple coming out. She That's should. right. She could pull up. She doesn't need an invite. She could just pull on up. Y'all got what? Two more days, so she gotta get here. I wouldn't come to this ghetto ass show if I was Oprah Murphy. I wouldn't mess with y'all niggas. Why <laughs> not? Exactly what I Gail said. listens, so maybe Oprah listens too. Oprah, they can, they can both pull who, up together. Who told you Gail listens? You did. I ain't never told you that. She don't listen? He lied Nothing to you. I know of. I oh. never told him that. I thought Gail listens. I never said that to well, him. Well, good morning, Gail. Good morning, Oprah. She ain't not listening. <laughs> That's the y'all. You just assume. Put in the atmosphere. They listening. Good morning. You get Man, what you put please. out, Envy. Right now, Oprah and Gail probably on their way for breakfast. Oh, Gail pressed me one time. She pressed me because she thought that I wasn't even on the radio. She was talking about something that Envy and Michael Sean and Miss Jones them said years ago. And she pressed me over that. What you say about Gail? She pressed me that nothing. one time. This was like 18 years ago? A long time ago. 18 years. She pressed Charlamagne like a couple years ago. So it was... That yeah, no, no, no. It was like... Uh, this is like five years. When did, when did Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather fight, right? How long ago was that? Five years. Five years? Yeah, it was five years It's like 18, ago. It was, the, it was the night of that fight. 
18, 19 years ago when we, I did we watched the fight together. Miss Jones and, and I loved Michael Sean. Drop on the clues bombs for Gail. But she definitely impressed me when she first met me. And I was like, I, I called him you on the phone. Like, that wasn't you. Tell her I wasn't on the radio. <laughs> yeah, that was not me. <laughs> he that me. was y'all. Ah. Yo, Gail had him back to the corner. He was like, yo, Evan. It wasn't me. Who did you do Martin's with before? No, I never worked with Miss Jones, man. That was not me. That was Envy and Michael Sean. Okay. That was not me. Shout out to Gail. So, next, Andre 3000. He is, you know, he's been doing a lot of promoting and sitting down after he released his album with the flute. But he is now talking about the fact that he actually wants another Outkast album. You and Big Boy are still close. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Does, has he ever come at you and said, can we do this again? No. To be honest, no. But I think because he knows who I am and knows what gets me going, knows what inspires me, knows when I'm excited about something, you know what I mean? So I think um, in that sense, he's never pushed that issue. But I'm sure, like, I want another Outkast album. You know you what do? I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, in my mind, like, but see, that's the thing. That's the human side. Like, I wanted an Outkast album a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. And, and honestly, for me, like, as, a, as an individual, it would be gratifying to me to put out a solo kind of rap situation but not for nobody else at this point like it's for me because yeah. actually i like the challenge of how can i make this part of my life interesting in rhyming words yeah i mean it's, it's still a challenge so I, I think um hopefully with will and intent you know something will happen i like the fact that he's not being pressured to do it though i would love to hear it uh, once again, I, and I said this before, just in general about Dre, I'll say it about Outkast. Do I want another Outkast album? Of course. Yes. Do I need another Outkast album? No. Because Outkast owes us nothing. Big Boy owes us nothing. Andre 3000 owes us nothing. They have given us everything musically. But if they want to give us another album, I'll sure. I'll take it. But yeah. not under no not a pressure to just do it just nah. because. Because that's not nah. they it's not it's just not true in their fashion if, nah. if it's done like that. Big boy, Andre three thousand, Outcast is a collective. They already home. If you don't know what I mean when I say I'm, they already home, go listen to Jay Z uh Blueprint off Blueprint Three with Kid Cudi. That's they right. are already home. All they right. in the hall already. Mm. Icons, walking memorials. Okay, mm -hmm. whatever they want to give us musically, I'm 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 taking it. But they owe us nothing. That's right, and that is your rumor report. All right, don't move. The People's Choice mixes up next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning, the Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Lauren Larosa is our special guest host. Yo, Red, can you um play play me some theme music? Yes. Oh Lord. Uh, shout to Tommy DeVito. You know, uh, he's the quarterback of the Giants right now. Backup quarterback that's uh, actually you sound stupid doing well. He was named the NFC Offensive Player of the Week. So congratulations to Tommy DeVito. I, I ain't mad at you. You Hold gotta get wins when you can. I don't even know what this what this sign is, but it, you know, it's the, it's the sign that it's he like, does every man. game. It's the what? It's like ma, yeah, that means sign. the butthole was great. Mwah. The butthole was tight and fantastic. Mwah. Go ahead, do it. Kiss it again like you did. That's right. Oh, you opened it now. Okay. So great. Mwah. Yo, what is wrong with you, man? <laughs> <laughs> yo, what, yo, what he ruined Christmas. He ruined the like, magnificent. Jesus <laughs> Christ. What is wrong with you? All right. Well, Lauren, we appreciate you for holding us down. You have a happy holiday. Happy holidays, Lauren. We not won't see you again until next year. Praise and, God. And also... Damn um, it. Why is it praise God? <laughs> what? <laughs> he didn't what? say, you know, we miss you. What? We ain't going to see you in a couple of weeks. Just pray. I didn't say that. I didn't say none of that. Wow. That's why I'm going to call you on Christmas and say Merry Christmas. Do you celebrate Christmas? Uh, I mean, I don't know if I celebrate it. The kids do. 
I don't know if I do. I mean, it's just a day. I love it. I enjoy it. I'm going to FaceTime you for my very soulful Merry Christmas and just put you in the spirit. You're going to hate that. Oh, yeah. I don't answer FaceTime. You're going to hate that. Feel free. It's okay. But thank y'all for having me. Thank you, Lauren. Envy. We appreciate you. Happy holidays. Thank Merry you for Christmas. Being just such a, a gem. Oh, thank you so much. In a I room full that. of miserable people, sometimes we need that gem. And oh, you are that. Oh, One day you're going to realize so. I keep this whole thing together. <laughs> If you haven't realized that yet. Amy, throw something to him. One day you're going to realize I'm the glue that keeps this whole thing together. Now, if y'all look at... That's a goddamn lie. That's why I moved on. I learned something from you today. He's meanie. We moved on. We move on. Okay. Y'all looking for last minute Christmas shopping things, New Year shopping things, just anything. Why would you throw this out there right now? BrownGirlGrinding.com. Do it. Come into the New Year with some great merch. Charlotte, you all right over there? Why do you? I'm reading my paper. Okay. I'm reading my paper. Now you know how to read. Yes, I do. <laughs> so, so how can they get some of your merch? Visit Go to Brown Girl Grinding. Brown and click shop all, and all of our merch is listed there. So you can shop for the holidays. You can shop after the holidays with your Christmas money, all that good stuff. You ain't got no discount code. Discount we, code Dirty Delaware. We do it. <laughs> no, no. Nothing. No, we have free shipping, and for all the listeners, if you use the code thank you ten, it'll give you a discount. Thank you. A 10. little Christmas gift. Did you say thank you ten? Thank you ten okay. on the website or checkout. See, that's good. All right. Well, that when we come back, we got the positive note. It's the Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. You guys have a. I walk away because I learned mine. I'd rather adjust my life to your absence than adjust my boundaries to accommodate your disrespect. Have a blessed day. Breakfast club, bitches! We all finished or y'all done? In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, hosted by MC8 and Big Steel. It's every Thursday, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.